Yo, what is good? This is your boy, Smoking Jay, the Fantasy Fornicator. And I just want to let you guys know, sign up with Monkey Knife Fight. They will match your first deposit up to $50 when you use the promo code DUBROS. That is D-A-B-R-O-S. Baseball is back. We still got UFC. Basketball is back as well. And football is right around the corner. Make sure you guys log in to monkeyknifefight.com. Download their app. Use the promo code once again, DUBROS. They will match your first deposit up to 50 bucks. That's free money. You can never go wrong with free money. Let's get it, baby. Hello there. This is Richard Dent. You're listening to the Bears, Brews, and the Bros podcast. Welcome back to Bears, Brews, and the Bros. This is your guy, Smoking Jay. Back at it again with Fantasy Renegade, Fantasy Sweetness, Doc PLC. Had to take some time off. He gets very, very cranky sometimes, so we had to kick him out for this podcast, give him some little vacay, stay away from the bros for a little bit. But don't trip. Today we got a special, special guest. We got a special co-host. His name is Joe. You guys know him from Turn Up the Jets. Joe, we are happy to have you on. Let everybody know where they can find you. I know know you're putting in a lot of work nowadays, but let everybody know where they can find you. Hell yeah. I appreciate all the bros for having me on. I'm really excited to get this thing going. You can find me on Instagram uh, at Turn Up the Jets, also on Twitter and YouTube. And uh, I'm actually just in the process of launching a podcast, uh, Turn Up the Facts. So you can follow me there as well on Instagram and um, go check me out on the Ryan Show Sports as well. I'm the analyst and beat writer for the Jets. So been busy, but it's been a it's been a good busy. Yeah, it's got a good, it's got a good uh, beat to it. it. Turn up the facts. I like that. <laughs> Appreciate it. I, Bogart and I actually came up with it on air uh, during one of his shows, and we were talking about uh, quarterbacks. And he was like, "Oh, you just turned up the facts in that one." He was like, "Oh my god, dude, you should use that." And I was like, "For sure, I, re- that, I, I really that. like that." <laughs> yes, yeah. I like it, man. Um, you got any episodes already in the works? Uh, yeah. So I'm actually gonna start a, a short intro uh this week launch that and then uh get it going um try to bring guests on and for sure we'll have all the bros on there as well so really excited to just be working with everyone you know that that you know do what we do basically so it's it's going to be a lot of fun it's a dope community honestly uh everybody's been very very you know supportive and you know we like to show the love right back and we'll, we'll talk about it at, at towards the end of the show because we are going to talk about the Smokey and Bogey Invitational League. I wanted to talk about a trade that went down. I don't want to give away too much. We'll save that till the end. But today, for everybody out there that's checking in and tuning into the show, we have the division breakdowns. We have the AFC East. We're going to be breaking down every single team. And, of course, that's why we got Joel. Turn up the Jets in here to help us out. This is in his wheelhouse. We're going over the Patriots, the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Let's kick it off. I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to throw this as sweetness first. We're going to go with the Patriots. Let's talk about the fantasy impact. Let's go with the quarterback spot in New England with Bill Belichick and all of them. How you feeling over there, sweetness? I'm honestly loving the move from the Patriots to go and grab someone, you know, of um, someone of that caliber like, like Cam. He's been in situations where he's carried his teams before. And now he gets to go play for a franchise that has that tradition of winning. And he's got some big shoes to fill. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he can do it. I know their defense is made to win. They're, they have a Super Bowl-type defense. Um, 
but as far as the quarterback situation goes right now, I'm not I'm not gonna be poking at Cam in in any leagues and unless I need him as a backup or anything like that. Um, I wouldn't feel comfortable with him as my quarterback one. That's for sure. Uh, he's got talent, and if he goes back to his MVP form, I would love having him as a uh, as a quarterback too, just to wait to see if that happens. Um, his upside to me is being able to be a dual threat. I don't know if Josh McDaniels has that playbook for him. I know there was a small sample size with Jacoby Brissett a few years back. Um, but as far as now, I'm not sure how much they can uh, be compatible on offense. Renegade, how you feeling about Killer Cam over there? Um, I like him. I don't think he's uh, trying to fill Tom Brady's shoes. He's just trying to show everybody he's still got it. He's trying to prove he got something left in the tank. Um, even if it's not with New England uh, after this year, you know what I'm saying? He's just trying to prove. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen that video. Uh, 32 teams passed, or I don't know how many teams passed on me. This is the only team, you know, that giving me a shot. So uh, he de definitely got a chip on the shoulder. Everybody sees the MVP type year he has. I think um, Josh McDaniels, he can uh, uh, open that playbook up for uh, Cam Newton. But I'm not too sure how much they're going to want him to run because they're going to try to keep him healthy. They're going to be smart about it. Bill Belichick is not going to let him go crazy loose like that if he's serious about winning. But I think they're going to get him out wide a couple of times, but nothing too crazy. I, I, I like him, but like you said, nothing to jump on in fantasy-wise. I'm straight on that. Maybe you? maybe a stash. Maybe a stash. I didn't, I didn't mean 100% that he has to fill in Tom Brady's shoes. But any quarterback that goes there, you're going to have that looming over you, especially if you're trying to make some noise. Um, the, the people in New England, they're used to that winning tradition. So when I say filling his shoes, I more or less mean to continue the winning tradition that the Patriots have. I think Cam Newton is the perfect guy to go over there because he's arrogant enough to be like, you know, fuck Tom Brady. Like, I'm doing my own thing. Like, I ain't worried about it. He got his legacy going. And he's trying to, you know, exactly. complete his legacy of his own. You know what I'm saying? So he's not worried about a Tom Brady. Uh, those yeah. those shoes will never be filled. Joe, where do you where do you have Killer Cam Cam Newton in your rankings? How do you feel about him fantasy wise on a New England Patriots for this year? Yeah, uh, I mean, like you guys said, I I like the move in almost a reality standpoint for the Patriots. That way, you know, they they didn't have to just throw Jared Stidham in there. Really obviously inexperienced and you know Bill wants to operate how Bill wants to and I think Cam is a great guy to go in there and kind of just see if it works or not it's a little experiment it's one year it's low risk and it could be a really high reward but in terms of fantasy I'm not really touching Cam at all just because there's so many question marks and right now you know Bill's going to play the best quarterback so in a wild world that Stidham goes and over you know overperforms I mean yeah, overperforms and outperform, I should say, Cam Newton, then Bill's going to play the hot hand. And he he did it with any player the last 20 years, probably besides Tom Brady. He had Pro Bowl guys, you know, one year and the next year they're irrelevant. He's going to play that hot hand. So that kind of worries me. But it is a perfect spot for him, a solid offensive line. The terms of what they're going to do in offensive standpoint will be interesting to me. But – He's not going to go out there and be slinging it. They're gonna they're gonna be really balanced. They were last year with Brady, and that's Brady only had 24 touchdowns. You think he had a bad year, but he really didn't. He still threw for over 4,000 yards, but it just isn't that high-powered offense it once was. Throwing the ball 35 to 45 times. They got some good running backs over there, so they're gonna use them. 
Definitely. For me, um, Cam Newton, he's more of a – I like him in a super flex league, that quarterback too. You know, take your shot with him. I'm not trying – in one QB leagues, I'm definitely not trying to target him. I like, a, a, you know, the, the late QB approach is something that I believe in, but there's a lot of other quarterbacks that I would take swing, swings on before him. You know, I do like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater – um, because that defense will give up a lot of points, so they're going to have to play catch-up. So I like those type of scenarios as opposed to the New England Patriots. You know, Bill Belichick is going to keep them in games, so I don't think Cam Newton's going to have to do too much. But I do like the chip on his shoulder that he has, and I'm not worried about him filling shoes. I feel like he's not worried about that at all. He's trying to get his bag. He's somebody that's got that swagger. And, again, everybody's against him. 32 teams, 31 teams, 32 teams passed up on him. He's not gonna forget that anytime soon. So, I, I like Cam Newton as a dark horse. Um, if you guys do end up getting him, uh, late round strategy, QB strategy, grab him and somebody else, pair him up. You never know. Let's get into the RB sweetness. How you feeling about the RBs with the Patriots? Um, I think James White is is my guy as far as this whole running back situation goes. Uh, for the most part, I want to stay away from it. I don't want to take any of these guys, but James White is the guy I would take. He's got the most upside playing with a guy like Cam, who's going to find him more more often than not with the lack of weapons on the outside uh, at the tight end position. I mean, James White is, is that guy. He's versatile, versatile as shit. So, you know, he's one of the most prolific pass catching backs in the league to me. Uh, Sonny Michelle coming off of injury. He's got a question mark there. If he's healthy, he's going to get the bulk of the carries in my eyes. Um, if he's not, then it's going to be Damian Harris. Um, I think Lamar Miller is just like, you know, plan D. Like, if we got to do it, we'll do it. But, yeah, like I said, James White, that's the, that's the way I'm going when it comes to the running back situation. And and we've seen Cam do it with, you know, guys like McCaffrey. Even though he's nowhere in the ballpark, James White is still a great pass catcher running back, PPR machine. So he's going to be the biggest beneficiary of having Cam at the quarterback. Right. Um, I'm with I'm with sweetness on this man. He he basically summed it up with the running backs. Uh, James White, PPR, uh, Sony Michelle. I mean, he's on the pup list right now. We don't know if he's gonna be ready for week one. Um, Lamar Miller. I mean, that's an interesting one right there. I think he could come in. He could do some damage, man. But I, I'm not too sure. We got to see. Uh, the Patriots running backs I tend to stay away from, but I don't know how I got. <laughs> I got Sony Michelle and Lamar Miller in each of one of my leagues. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but uh, you know <laughs> that means that means I'm running thin. At, running back lover. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I ran thin at the running backs. I love my wide receivers, so you know I I got to settle for those fucking guys, and hopefully one of them hit. I think that's what it is, right? Basically, the I mean, same, I mean, with these with these running backs, isn't that what it is? Pretty much, you you grab one of these and you hope one of them hit. Is that? I mean, I don't know. That's kind of like how I feel about it. Uh, what do you think about that, Joe? I know you're gonna go and. Touch I don't think you have to worry about that with James. Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't think you have to worry about that with James White. It's not, I don't think you're really swinging with that's more safe to me. I don't think you have to worry about him. But go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with Sweetness and Renegade. I, I think the other three or four, well, I mean, Michelle, Harris, and Miller are more like that lottery ticket. You take a risk, really low risk with, with Miller and Harris, but Sony Michelle, I'm not touching. I've been there, done that, and been disappointed. And, you know, just the 
you just don't know what the Patriots are going to do. They've been doing this every year, and that's why they're so good. They got different game plans, different players involved, and that's why you can't game plan for Bill Belichick because he'll throw everything at you, something you haven't seen in five weeks' worth of film. Uh, I just remember specifically it was like a Monday night game years ago. Um, what was – I forget that guy's name. Uh, it was just this running back. He ran for 200 yards. I, I'm blanking on his name now. I wouldn't even tell the story if I forgot his name. But uh, I just remember it was like, where did this guy come from? And then you never see him again. So with James White, definitely more of the, you know, the less risk, but still I, I'm not going to touch any of these running backs. Just if I did, I would want to pair White and Harris up together. Those, those, that's what I would do if I drafted White. I'd probably want Harris as well, just so you know you're going to get something. But PPR, White's going to do his job. He's obviously the best running back out of the four. He has the most experience in the offense, but it will be interesting um, every year with the Patriots running backs, I feel like it's just a, a toss-up. Yeah, I think, you know, James White is really the only one that you'd feel comfortable with. He has that secure role in that offense. Sonny Michelle, you know, with his injury concerns, Damian Harris, you know, was drafted high. Only had like four carries last year or something like that. So we'll see what happens with him. He's a lottery ticket, like you said, him and Lamar Miller. So, these RBs, I'm going to stay away from. I'm fading the shit out of this running back core. What's up with the receiver sweetness? It was, uh, it was, it was Jonas Gray. It just came to my mind. That random running back for the Patriots on Monday Night Football randomly just ran for 200 yards and you never saw him again. That's basically what the Patriots do. It's... One, hit, one hit wonder. Yeah, seriously. So we're going we're gonna to go to the wide receiver, uh, the wide receiver situation. Um, which is another one similar to the running backs. Uh, it's it's a little safer to go with a guy like Julian Edelman, though, because he's always been a PPR machine. Uh, I'm not sure how his connection is going to be with Cam. But I'm, I, if I had to guess, I would say he's going to get, you know, anywhere from 90 to 100 targets, anywhere from 70 to 80 catches and stuff like that. But um, I don't feel comfortable with Mohamed Sanu. Nikhil Harry, to me, is interesting, though. He um, He's a hell of an athlete. He's a, a freak athlete. You know, he's a big-ass dude, athletic as shit. Um, didn't really prove too much in, in year one. I think Jacoby Myers was the guy that had a few good games uh, with, with the GOAT, with Tom Brady. But like I said, if I'm taking anyone here, it's, it's Edelman. Um, and, and that's even a, a question mark for me. But Nikhil Harry, I could see myself taking him in the later rounds, taking a flyer on him. You know, you don't really got to pay too much for a guy like him. Um, if you want to roll a dice on Jacoby, you know, you're, you're all the way set at the wide receivers, and I wouldn't be against that. But I think Julian Edelman is the safest one. But like I said, I'm staying away from this offense for the most part. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that. Julian Edelman is um, – he's the best guy out of these guys. But um, he's just – I like to, you know, see what Cam Newton did with other type of guys. Like I think DJ Moore is some type of guy like uh, – Julian Edelman, and I mean, he ate with Cam Newton, so I think he could eat, uh, not not to the effect with Tom Brady, but I think he could do his thing over there. He's going to have to feed him. He's his best right receiver. And then uh, Nikhil Harry, I think that's interesting, too, because Kevin Benjamin and him, he's like same type of big body dude, you know what I'm saying? I love Kevin Benjamin, so he could he could be a plus. I mean, they're, those are later guys, though. I'm I'm not touching Andy Sanu, old as hell. Myers, old. I mean Myers. I just I'm not I'm not on him. So, 
I'm not touching any of these guys. Edelman's the only one appealing, probably wide receiver three flex option, to be honest. Patriots suck. All right, man. In terms of upside, right? (laughs) Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. uh, It's weird to say, like, they're never, especially now without Brady, it's like no one here is really relevant. But in terms of receivers, I'm looking upside, and I would pick Nikhil Harry out of any of these guys just because the price you're going to get him is very low risk. And I actually think he benefits of Brady leaving because you look in the past, when's the last time the Patriots have drafted a wide receiver and they've developed instant uh, chemistry? You know, he's been with his guys for years, with Edelman, with Gronk. You know, he just kind of throws to the guys who he knows are going to make the plays. Uh, It's rarely you see a young receiver kind of get right in there and um, have a big role and get a lot of workload with Brady. So with Cam coming in, I think Harry could be a, a guy to watch. He's athletic. Very athletic, even though I think they should have took uh, DK Metcalf, and I did shit on all of my <laughs> Patriots um, fans. The fact that, you know, they took Metc- uh, they took Harry over Metcalf, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that would have worked out because Metcalf it just fits right in that Seattle offense, but still, Harry's uh, obviously – Shout out Pete Carroll. <laughs> yeah. Did they take him over AJ Brown too? Uh, no. He was uh, gone. I think he was yeah. gone. Yeah. He was gone. Yeah, I think Harry was like the thirtieth, the thirtieth pick, thirty second. He was right in the end of the first round. Right, right, right. But yeah, I'm going upside here. I take Harry, Edelman. You know what you're gonna get out of him, but I, I don't want to spend the price tag that comes with him in terms of drafting him. So I'm gonna just go the upside and the, the lowest risk when it comes to these receivers. Kind of like running back too. I like I'm that. with you. Like I'm with you when to kill Harry on the upside. Uh, you talk about them drafting him over at DK Metcalf. That sounds very, very familiar here in Chicago. We drafted a Mitch. I don't even got to say over who. And that hurts my soul to this day. I was just thinking right now, damn, it must must suck so bad to be a Patriots fan and to know you passed up on DK Metcalf. But then again, I can't say that because I'm a Chicago Bears fan and you guys know the rest. You guys know how that goes. So, yeah, Nikhil Harry is the guy for me. I'm not going to waste too much time. If you guys want somebody safe and you're in desperate need, Julian Edelman will get open. Other than that, you guys got anything on the tight end, Sweetness? I'm super dry on the tight ends. Um, I don't know if they still got that Hollister kid, but I don't I don't really know what's going on with the tight ends over there, man. It's, it's a dry situation, almost like the rest of their offense, bro. I know they drafted a rookie, Asiasi. Um, he's rookie tight ends usually are not a big impact. So let's just skip the tight ends. Are you good, Joe, on the tight ends here? Yeah, I mean they they drafted two tight ends in Asiasi and Dalton Keen. I think both in the third round. I I don't really have any huge expectations in terms of fantasy this year. I think Asiasi will be the guy, but I don't think he's going to be ownable by any means. Surprised they, they didn't take a risk on, like, a Delaney Walker or something, but I know he's floating there still on free yeah, agents. that's true. Shout out Siasi. He's in my dynasty league. I got him stashed, so I'm expecting big things in a year or two from you, my guy. I know he's listening right now, too. All right, man. So let's go with the <laughs> – we talked about the our running backs already, so let's, let's skip that question. But I do got a question for you, Sweetness. The the dynamic of Cam Newton and Josh McDaniels, the OC over there, is that going to work? Do you see any problems? How do you feel about that? I think 
Cam Newton's going to be able to handle what they throw at him. He's got too too good of a football IQ in my eyes. He's too he's too good of a player. Uh, I think he's going to be able to handle whatever they throw at him as far as McDaniel's playbook goes. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to work. Uh, I think they can handle those defenses they have to play against down, I mean, over in the east. Uh, the Bills are the only uh, only one that's a threat. But, um, you know, as far as being able to manage the playbook, and, and win games and win your division, it's gonna work. So that's what you need that's what you need to focus on really if you're the if you're the Patriots. You gotta focus on you gotta win your division and, and that's what I, I believe they can do that. Of course you do. Renegade <laughs> <laughs> Um I don't know about a Super Bowl run, but uh, I I I I think McDaniels can open up the playbook for Cam. I think they could be successful. I mean their division's not they don't have too many people in there that are give them fits. So, I mean, they're going to do their thing. Uh, a lot of their defensive players, they opt out. So, um, I, it's, I, I really don't know. It's a lot here that's new in New England. So, you know, people don't really know how to feel. I mean, everybody got Buffalo taking it. But uh, you can't count out Bill Belichick, man. And I think Cam Newton, he's he's out for revenge, man. And he's got something to prove this year. So, I see nine, ten, ten wins. I don't know if that's going to be enough, but – but we're we're going we're going at the Super Bowl run question as well because I I don't no, know no. um my bad my bad that was my bad oh go ahead you're good you're you're, you're all good I was just like what me, I just seen talk. the t- I me, seen the last two questions and I ran t- with them let me talk my shit because I ain't gonna like this one <laughs> <laughs> all right go, go, ahead, go. go ahead how do you go feel ahead, with, how do you I mean, feel about that combination Cam Newton and Josh McDaniels I do like it because the Patriots are obviously a smart organization. You can see what the the Ravens did. They changed their whole playbook within a week once they made the switch from Flacco to Lamar Jackson. Great point. Great I, Roman. I believe uh, I believe the Pats do the same here, and they're going to do whatever Cam Newton feels comfortable. They're not going to force him into a Tom Brady system. They're going to make this a Cam Newton system. So I like the move. Uh, like I said, reality st- uh, standpoint, I believe the Pats still could have won nine to ten games with Stidham. Call me crazy. I just can't count them out. I've been, you know, disappointed by them beating me twice a year for the last 20 years. So I'm never going to say that uh, the dynasty's over until it's actually over. So they're going to be competing. And I think Buffalo's kind of in for a rude awakening because, you know, Bill Belichick has – a lot on his shoulders too. He wants to prove everyone, even though this shouldn't be a debate, but who's more to credit for the dynasty, Bill, Brady, Bill, Bill's going to go out there balling. He's going to do whatever he can do winning. So I like Newton because I know they're going to make changes to their system, you know, of what Cam Newton feels most comfortable with. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that uh, Bill Belichick's, Bill Belichick's trying to tank, tank as well. And I don't think that's the case. I no think way. he's very well, prideful. Yeah, he's very prideful. I said that before the Cam Newton signing. I was was because because the players were opting out and everything. But I definitely, you know what, Bill Belichick is who he is. Let me touch on this question real quick, though. Cam Newton, Josh McDaniels. We know what Josh McDaniels can do as far as adjusting playbooks. We've seen this in Denver with Team Tebow. So he's going to roll out a playbook that's going to favor a Cam Newton Superman. He's going to know how to use his mobility. I know it's got to be proven first because Cam is bouncing back from an injury, but I, I'm very interest, interested to see the dynamic between them with Bill Belichick in the mix as well. I think it's going to be a fun year to see what happens after Tom Brady. So I'm looking forward to it, man. 
Next question before we jump to Buffalo. Can Cam Newton carry the New England Patriots to a Super Bowl run? Sweetness. Go ahead. So this question, I feel like this is a trap question, but I'm just going to answer it in a way um, to follow up after what Joe said. I feel like there's a, you know, a tradition, there's a culture there, and, and Bill Belichick, he's the culprit of, of what's going on, and he's got even more of a chip on his shoulder now that, no, you know, everybody's asking the question, uh, who, who, who's the culprit of the, the winning tradition? Is it you? Is it Brady? And, he, you know, Bill, he lets his, his, uh, his coaching do the talking. He doesn't like to say much. Um, dude, you got all these guys opting out because of coronavirus. He's got so, so much of a chip on his shoulder this year that he's going to want to win in the worst way, bro. Like, he's coming, he's coming for everybody in that division in particular but he's coming for everybody in the league. Like, I think that they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs. I'm not going to say Super Bowl run because at the end of the day, talent on the field wins games. And you guys think, you guys think Clowney's going to get signed by the Patriots? Sorry to just jump in there, but eh. I mean, they got money. I'd take them. I'd take them if I was them. Yeah, I mean, they, they have a lot of cab now at the opt-out. I, I'm pretty sure they're like first or second now. They had – almost under a million after they signed Cam Newton and now they have a bunch. I think they, you, you should. And I, I think any team really should at this point, one year, 14 million. I think it's worth the risk, especially if they want to, they obviously want to go in and win right now. They didn't get Cam Newton to tank. They went and got Cam Newton to exactly make yeah. a deep they, run. They have a Super Bowl pedigree defense. You got Gilmore, you got the McCordy twins, you got Van Noy. You got all these guys on that defense that are, are ready to win Super Bowls now. They're only getting older. So, you know, they are not worried about the six that opt out. That's the thing, though. With the Patriots, it's never been about those guys. It's always been about the next man up. And they prove it. They don't just say it. You know what I'm saying? They go out there and they do their job. They prove this year in and year out. Of course, you have yeah, to worry about the you have to worry about guys like Hightower going out. Of course you do. That dude's a savage. You got to worry about that. But, I mean, there's still pieces, though. You do have pieces, so why not add a clowning? Yeah, I don't see them I don't see them making a Super Bowl run. There's no, there's no chance, man. There's too many question marks. There's, I, don't, I don't like the receivers. I don't like the running backs. I don't like the tight end situation. Cam Ewan still is a question mark. The defense, you have players opting out. I think they're going to be scraping and fighting to even make the playoffs, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of hunger, a lot of talent in this division and we're going to get into it right now, I think the Patriots have a very, very real chance at not making the playoffs. So that's what I'm going to leave this one on. Joe, you good on this? Yeah, Super Bowl run, I, I ruled that out. I, I believe that they definitely could make a playoff run, kind of surprise more people. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people think they could go as bad as like four and twelve. I don't see that. I think they floored around eight to eight, and then at the absolute best, ten wins. It's going to be interesting, but especially with those seven seven playoff teams now yeah, too, that definitely yep. helps them. Yep. So great point. We'll see. All right. So for this one, I'm gonna throw it at Renegade. We are gonna talk about the Buffalo Bills. All right. Um, Josh Allen, the first. One up QB, man. Um, Josh Allen, I don't know how to feel about this guy. I love him one minute, then I hate him, then I love him. Um, 
man, he he could do it on his leg with his legs. Um, his arm is kind of inaccurate, but uh, Diggs, they got Diggs over there now. One of the top guys that uh, I forgot the stat was uh, with the balls around him, he catches about seventy percent of the time. Whatever, um, he, one of the most wide receivers that catch inaccurate balls. So I think that would be a help for Josh Allen. Um, but I mean. I, I don't, I'm not too sure. I, they got Smokey Brown over there as well. This is a run team first. That's a run style. They don't score too many points. Uh, and I remember Fornicator telling me a, a stat. What was it? Um, the most uh, touchdowns that this guy scored all year was two touchdowns. Um, and I don't like that coming from my quarterback. And probably one of those was running, one was throwing. And when you got an arm and some legs, two touchdowns, the most in one game is kind of horrible, man. So, uh, Josh Allen, I like him. He got potential, man. Uh, fantasy wise, uh, I'll take him in a bye week for sure, no doubt. He's a beast. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know how to feel about Josh Allen, man. I'm not I'm not taking him in the high rounds, fantasy wise. Um, I, I tend to stay away from Josh Allen. How you feeling, Joe, with Josh Allen? Yeah, I'm almost with Renegade here. Again, kind of like Newton, I think it's more he's in a reality standpoint. Allen could be a solid quarterback. I don't see him doing much better in fantasy relevance than he did last year. 20 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I mean, that is solid, but nothing I'm going to, you know, dance about. It's it's really just kind of plain. Their run-first offense as well. They added Zach Moss, too, along with Singletary. I'm sorry I'm touching on running backs. But just, you know, they, they run the ball. And – it is nice that he is a dual-threat quarterback. I think that ups his value because if he wasn't, there really would be nothing to be excited about here. Nope. Uh, but I, I'm not – I'm staying away from him for sure. I, I know he's getting a lot of hype, though, especially all the drafts and mock drafts I've been – he's – I mean, I've seen him in the eighth round, the seventh round. I've also seen him in, like, the 11th or 12th round. So everybody has a different opinion on Josh Allen. Last year, easily, he was probably one of the best quarterbacks in the division – I can't say he was better than Brady, but he was pretty close. He had a solid season, but I don't really, in terms of fantasy, I don't see much going on here with Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. he got a lot of his points from the ground, and I, I don't, I, yeah. it's hard to see him repeating. What was it, nine touchdowns on the ground? I think he had more than Lamar Jackson, so that's that's hard to replicate again. Yeah, I think he had, I believe he had eight his rookie year and then nine his last year, but still, Ooh, I mean, that's the, yeah. people, like, people are going to, like, that's what they're going to be game planning on. And you don't want your quarterback running that mu- that much, uh, no. trying to get those touchdowns of red zone because he's going to get lit the fuck up one of these times, and they're going to be like, you know, a Carson Wentz went through it now. You know what I'm saying? Carson Wentz was one of those guys who'll run in, and he got lit up. You don't see him running no more. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. For sure. For me, Josh Allen, I know a lot of people are happy that Stephon Diggs are there. They're like, his value's got to go up now. He's got a true number one. And I get that argument. But my argument to that is this. Last year, Frank Gore was on that team. He had so many opportunities at the goal line, red zone area, and couldn't punch it in. Then they went ahead and gave it to Josh Allen, who led the team in goal line punches from the ground. That was the reason why he was so successful. That's why a lot of people are so high on him. Fast forward to this year, you add a Zach Moss, the pride of Utah. This guy's a baller. This guy's the truth. I've been talking about him since we did our rookie episode when we first started the podcast. Yes, sir. Shout out Fornicator. Zach Moss is that dude, and it's going to hurt Josh Allen. Whatever Stephon Diggs does to help him 
get his passing yardage up, it's going to hurt his rushing yardage because he's going to throw it a little bit more. So it's going to balance out. For me, Josh Allen is a back-end quarterback one. In my opinion, I like a quarterback where the offense caters to the passing game, air attack. I don't like an offense that likes to run the ball and has a great defense for my fantasy you know, quarterback. So that's my take on Josh Allen. Sweetness, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm all the way against Josh Allen, bro. I'm not fucking with him anymore. I had him in my top 12 earlier in the year when we did our uh, early quarterback rankings. He's uh, he's found his way out of there, though. He, he, he didn't throw for over 270 yards, not a single time last year. Um, the addition of Stephon Diggs doesn't intrigue me. It did in the beginning, but then you start to think, like, they're going to turn it, they're going to turn into a little bit more of a – or he's going to turn into a little bit more of a quarterback that likes to pass the ball, and that's not even his game. So we don't know what's going to happen when they decide to throw the ball, if they have to throw it that much. Uh, quarterbacks with a good defense, as good as the Bills, um, to touch on Smoke and Jay, you know, the way he likes to draft. You don't really like to go after those quarterbacks, and the Bills have a top three, top five potential, you know, defense. So, I'm, you know, I'm not really trying to fuck with him. And, um, you know, Zach Moss, he's, he's going to be a dog too. He's going to get those goal line carries. You're not going to put your quarterback in a position where you don't have to. So those guys are going to be the ones touching the ball. Stealing the, the one, touchdowns, all that shit from Josh Allen. So I'm staying away from him. The he, one thing I, I, I will say, just in his defense, he got a huge fucking arm. And with those two receivers that he has, they can get loose and they can get behind the defense. So don't count him out too much on that one. He could throw that fucking ball. Yeah, he's got an arm. He's got an yeah. arm like a motherfucker. I just yeah, think it, that they really need him to showcase it that much is is my point. But, but you, they, there will be times where you're going to be like, damn, he bombed that shit because you got Smokey Brown over there and you got Diggs and those boys could fly. So And there's going to be times like in that Houston game where he does shit, like try to lateral out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. Oh, my God. I think him as a, as a best ball quarterback, bro. Yeah, yeah. Renegade, where are you at with the running backs over there with the Bills Mafia? Okay, uh, yeah, we touched on the wide receivers. So, uh, running backs, uh, we're going to go Devin, uh, Devin Singletary. I like him. Um, I liked him a lot last year. He um, he did his thing, you know what I'm saying? He came in, had his carries. Um, Zach, them picking up Zach Moss is interesting to me. That's a big guy. Um, he's going to take away goal line carries, like you said. So, that's taken away from everybody, Singletary, Josh Allen. So I don't know how this is going to work out. Uh, I like Singletary, though. I take him sometime when I go wide receiver heavy and I take uh, wide receivers early. I will take Singletary. I'm not mad at it because this is a run-first team and they do have a great defense. So those two things I like, a great defense and a run-first team, those are recipes for success. I love that but it's how much work he's going to get. Hopefully Zach Moss doesn't eat too much into his carries, but there's going to be something something here. So don't think that he's going to be the clear workhorse. How about you, Joe? I actually love Devin Singletary. Um, as soon as he came out of college, you ever have a chance to go look up his college stats? They're just stupid. I'm pretty sure he scored like 30 touchdowns one year. I know college stats, whatever, you went to like Florida Atlantic, but – this dude is – he's really, really good. Uh, eight games last year, he rushed for 775 yards. He was on pace to pass, actually, Derrick Henry if he played 16. Not saying he would, but he was playing at that type of pace, which is impressive. He's a great pass catcher in the backfield. And with a guy like Josh Allen, you know, that's kind of that little security blanket. I think he's an underrated catcher. 
Zach Moss, I really love his potential, and I love the pick, but I'm not going to go and say that he's going to take away a, a whole lot of carries. I think he will have his red zone carries, but it was the same thing last year. They did the same with Frank Gore. Yeah, Frank Gore's at the end of his career, but he still did his thing, but Singletary was the main back, and like we talked about, they're run first team, so I'm big on Singletary this year, but if I could get both of them, I'd feel even better. Yeah, handcuff for sure. Oh, yeah. I like Singletary. If, if people temper their expectations with him and don't, you know, put a lot of a lot on his shoulders as far as like this is my running back one. I like him more as a running back two. He is not going to score a lot of touchdowns. That's not his thing. But he's going to get a lot of points in between those numbers, in between those the 20-yard lines and stuff like that. He's going to get incorporated in offense a lot. That's what he did last year. That's what happened last year. I like him a lot. He helped me win a couple leagues last year. The thing about Zach Moss, though, this guy, not only is he a bruiser, not only does he have a very nice cutback juke move, this guy could catch out of the backfield, man. I don't know if, if you guys have watched tape on this guy. This guy makes some plays. He's a baller, man. And, and I'm telling you right now, Zach Moss is going to hurt Singletary just as much as he's going to hurt Josh Allen. I'm taking all of Zach Moss. You guys, I've been in drafts with you guys. You guys know how I am. I, I'm aggressive with him because I feel like he's going to be an impact rookie right off the bat in a run-first offense. Zach Moss is my target when it comes to fantasy in his backfield. How you feeling about the backfield, Sweetness? So, um, man, I'm going to agree with Turn Up the Jets on this one a little bit, man. Devin Singletary is one of the guys that's climbing up on my boards. Uh, just watching a tape from him more recently, from last year, just the way he runs the rock. He's strong as fuck. I mean, he's not the fastest guy out there, but he does have, like, deceiving speed because nobody thinks he's, like, a burner. So Very he, elusive. Yeah, he, and he's elusive, elusive. And, he, and he gets away from people, and uh, he could take off. You know what I'm saying? He's strong as shit. He's got a good core, you know. Um, he's he's somebody that's climbing in my boards, man. It, as far as Zach Moss goes. That means I'm staying away from him. That's <laughs> as, as, far as, as far as Zach Moss goes, um, I, I'd like to handcuff him if if I have the opportunity to. If I don't, I feel Devin Singletary is going to get his money. They want to. That's what they want to do over in Buffalo. They want to run the ball. They want to play good defense. De Devin Singletary is going to be the main guy there uh, for a while, at least in I in, think, 20, in 2020. I feel like that's what it's going to be. I think this backfield has the opportunity to be successful, both of them. Just because yeah. they want to run the ball sure. so much. It could be a very nice one-two punch. So, I'm not I mean, fading Singletary. I have him in a couple leagues. I, I just like the upside of Moss. But in a in a perfect world with that defense I, and Josh Allen not being the best passing quarterback, I could see them putting a heavy emphasis on this one-two punch. Let's go with the receivers, though, Renegade. These, these, hold on, hold on. These are the, uh, like – these type of backfields, these are the ones you want to handcuff. Like, you got to handcuff. You guys got to remember, this is the COVID season. So, if any one of these guys catch the COVID, the other guy's stock is going to go way the fuck up, at least for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? So, when you got a backfield that's sharing and got questions, you want to handcuff them because you never know what's going to happen in the season. And that, could, that guy could win you two weeks easily. Facts. Sure. Let's go with the receivers, Brody. Okay, uh, the receiver, Stefan Diggs, man. I touched on it a little bit earlier, man. Stefan Diggs is a beast. I love Stefan Diggs. Personally, he's one of my guys. Route running machine. He, Man, he, he kills guys with the route running. He makes them look stupid. Um, and that's what Josh Allen needs, somebody that could get wide the fuck open because he's not the most 
accurate guy. So, I mean, you know, you throw the ball, hopefully he's wide open. He ain't got to be too hard to catch that ball. Smokey Brown, um, he's another guy, very, very fast. He could uh, put, the moves, he put the moves on you quick, and he's gone over the top. So, uh, like I said earlier, um, Josh Allen got that arm. He could throw it over the top behind that safety, and those guys could be gone. Uh, Cole Beasley, I really like Cole Beasley. Um, I picked him up in uh, just for my bye weeks last year, um, and he came on strong at towards the end of the year. A PPR, he was getting a, sure. he, he was getting a lot of PPR, man. He was getting a little dink and dunk points, man. And those are one of those pickups you look like a fucking genius when you put him in on bye weeks or you know even championship weeks. I know a guy in my league he put him in and. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And he ended up scoring like 15, 16, 17 points. I'm like, damn, man. He ended up winning the championship. So Cole Beasley is one of them guys that, you know, don't don't roll your eyes at that, man. He he could get some points, man. He's made a lot of money doing what he does. That's for damn yeah. sure. Oh, yes, yeah. Sir. Joe, how you feeling with the receivers when it comes to the fantasy impact in Buffalo? I'm kind of all over the place, honestly. Uh, I love Stephon Diggs as a player. Had him last year. I, I rolled with him in that, that slow start the first four weeks, and then I learned from having him absolutely explode on my bench to start him for the rest of the year, and I was happy with it. But I don't like the fit here, to be honest. Um, if I'm going to draft a Bills wide receiver, I'm going to go with John Brown just because okay. he has familiarity with the offense. And I'm a big system guy. Uh, that's another reason why I was more Singletary than Moss especially during COVID. We, we don't know what's going to happen with these rookies in the first few it's weeks so of the season. So I really, I really like John Brown, and I think he actually benefits from Diggs coming on there. He's hey, gonna get Joe, Yo. I got a question for you. Okay, you see Diggs in the sixth round. You taking him? If I see him in the sixth round, it, it really depends on my roster. Uh, but you if, need I need receiver one, three. if I need a receiver three, for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, for sure. I'm not like a Diggs hater. Uh, I think he's – a fantastic player. He's been consistent. It just worries me. I don't know how quick this chemistry is going to start. And like I was saying, I think Brown benefits from it because he's going to see a lot more single coverage. And he balled out last year. He's one of the better deep threats in the league, in my opinion. He did it with the Cardinals. He did it with the Ravens. And he's doing it with Buffalo. So, yeah. And I'm going to get him maybe in the ninth round. So, I'm, I love that. But if I need a receiver three and Diggs was sitting there, for sure. If he dropped to me, absolutely. Because a lot of people – I've been in some drafts, some mock drafts. A lot of people are passing up Diggs crazy. Yeah. It's, it's one of those guys that you either love him and you're really high on him or you're kind of iffy. I feel like he's a guy you can't not like. But it's just there's question marks and we won't know until, obviously, the season starts in terms of chemistry with Josh Allen. Facts. He's going to get open. I mean, that's what he does. Uh, he, he's one of the best route runners sure. in the game. I just worry about, like, you know, Josh Allen. Again, he's very, very inaccurate. Like, Diggs does get open in the in every single type of route. Not only the long route, the medium route, the short route. He gets open every which way possible. Can Josh Allen find him in all those spots? I have questions about that. I, I do think that, like you brought up, he's going to help John Brown a lot, who – and my, my brothers over here, they already know. I, I've been loving John Brown since Arizona. I know he's been yep, fighting, yep. you know, the sickle cell and everything. You know, shout out to Smokey John Brown. Hope you're, you know, taking care of yourself like you always do. And I hope you have a good year. So, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on John Brown, especially because Diggs is going to take some attention away from the defense. And, yeah, like Renegade said, Cole Be- Beasley, 
he's a PPR guy. He's a plug and play somebody that, you know, if you need a spot start, I don't mind him at all. So these receivers are kind of intriguing, actually. If you, if you like really look at them, like it, my question is just the offense, you know, the offense, they want to run that rock. So when you start him, you know, if the game script goes where the defense is dominating, then Singletary and Moss is going to get all that action. So it's just a matter of, you know, you got to think too, they right see spot. Miami twice. They see Miami twice, the Jets twice. You know, I mean, those are those are secondary. Hey, and Joe, Joe is. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Joe. Joe is a cold. Yeah, but they, today, bro. you guys just traded Adam. You guys just traded Adam, so I'm sorry. And then uh, um, uh, C.J. Mosley just opt out. So I mean, those are two defenses. Uh, well, you're right. You're beat. right. You're right. But uh, the Patriots is the only one you got to worry about because you got Gilmore right there. Uh, he didn't opt out. He ain't going nowhere. That's the one that could lock out, lock down Diggs. I don't know how the rest of the schedule looks, but those are four games that I know that they're pretty decent. Facts. I mean, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones are pretty lethal. Howard, Howard is nice. Yeah, Howard, yeah, Howard is uh, Yeah, but that's Jones, the thing for me. Jones, Jones is a beast, bro. I, Jones is like, yeah. You know what? We'll, we'll talk about Miami. They're, they're coming up. Right. right. <laughs> but, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. But you're, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Joe. Uh, let's get with the tight end. Dawson Knox out there. Let me, let me get on this wide receiver. Oh, my bad. Joe. My fault. My fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. You good, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stephon Diggs, man, I love him as an athlete. I love him as far as being one of the better route runners in the league. I don't want to touch him in, in fantasy this year. Um, not unless, like you guys spoke about earlier, if he's there as a wide receiver three, I don't mind taking him. Uh, depending on who else is there, too. There's a lot of guys I like this year. But um, I haven't got too many <laughs> shares of them in mocks or in actual drafts at that. Um so I'm I'm just like I know every defense is gonna put their best cornerback on him. He might even draw double coverage most times. If you're smart enough to know out of these three receivers who deserves double coverage and who are we gonna one on one or whatever the case, I just think Cole Beasley is starting to become extra interesting because now you got two burners on the outside and Cole Beasley's gonna be able to work that nickel back and I'm talking about whoever it is, he's gonna draw the worst coverage um on any team. So he he's gonna be PPR crazy man, and he he should be growing. He on ate last year, so he's gonna eat he this year. He should be growing on people's boards because Stephon Diggs got traded there. Because now you have John Brown who can burn on the outside, and also Stephon Diggs who's gonna do the same thing on the other side. So what do you got left? You got Cole Beasley one on one with a, probably a bum ass Nickelback who he's gonna beat more more often than not. I like that. So I, mean, um, I want you to. That's grow, a great point. I want you to grow your hair out. I want you to get that Cole Beasley jersey. <laughs> and I want you to fucking hashtag Bills Mafia and fucking get body slammed in a fucking table. <laughs> I'm not so down. You are so down Yo. for Cole Beasley Cole, right now. I fucking Cole, <laughs> Yo, Cole, because it's, it's just interesting. Though. You guys are, the way you guys are breaking it down, he's literally, as you guys speak, he's going up my fucking board. It makes sense. It makes sense, bro. It, it really no, that's what I'm saying. I broke it down to you guys because you guys made me see some shit I didn't see. But he made a, cra- a crazy-ass catch last year. And it was fucking ridiculous. It was like in the back of the end zone. He fucking dove. I think, hey, hey, sweetness. I think I put Cole Beasley in against you on that bye week. So you know, you know what it is. <laughs> uh, that's, now you're just throwing, you throwing guesses out there. I gotta see that. I gotta see that on. I can put yeah. it up. I, I gotta see. Up. I gotta see that on paper. Let's, man. let's let's keep this moving. Let's talk <laughs> you about. I gotta see that on paper. I can pull it up. Young. Let's talk about the young tight end out there though. How do you guys feel about Dawson Knox in Buffalo, uh, Renegade? 
Um, take a flyer on him. Uh, this is fantasy, you know, fantasy impact. We're trying to break down the positions. How do you feel about him? He's trying to bring up false statistics over there. <laughs> oh, I got a lot of statistics on you, brother. I I I beat you in the championship many times, over by twenty points. Many twice, times. Twice, many twice. Many I'm o, I'm zero and two. I'm two and zero against you in the championship. So hush while I speak. Woo! Let the champ, let the champ talk. Let the, you're, you're a ranking slave, brother. <laughs> oh, am I? Yeah, you get A's on your mock drafts for what? And then I run the league. I just run. I get A on the mock draft, and hey, I just go on, 10 and 2. And then I eliminated you from the playoffs. Talk, didn't I? About did you make the playoffs? Bears, and the bros. This is how we did, get down, Hey, man. did you make the playoffs? Okay. You're going to okay. be the Dustin Knox of this fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk hey, about Dustin the guy who didn't make the playoffs. Since the guy I eliminated. <laughs> Let's talk about Dawson Knox, though, real quick. Man. All right. So, um, Dawson Knox is kind of like a sweetness, man. I'm not fucking with him at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's a bench guy. You know, this is, this is a guy. He's not even in my top 15, top 20. You know, uh, you can find him at sweetness on ID, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I'm not really worried. But, honestly, he could he can make a little damage. You know what I'm saying? That's a run first team. Josh Allen, he likes tight ends, you know, so he could he could do some, but as far as uh fantasy football wise, I'm not I'm not touching him. I think real football he could make an impact. That's that's my take. All right, Joe, how you feeling about the tight the young tight end over there? I like I like Knox. I think he could be a guy that you can uh, maybe plug in a, a bye week. Um he he will be undrafted. I mean, unless you're really high on him. He surprised me last year. You know, he, he had a, almost 400 yards as a rookie. I feel like that's pretty solid for a tight end. Again, you're not going to see a lot of touchdowns there because they're running the rock in the goal line nine out of ten times. But, again, like I said with John Brown, this is going to open the middle of the field for the big guy. So, it'll be interesting to see uh, if Diggs kind of benefits – if he benefits as well with the Diggs acquisition. But uh, I'm not going to go draft him. He could – he could be one of those sleepers, though, late. Yeah, if, if uh, people want to punt the tight end position, and that's something that I do a lot, actually, I'm not going to lie. I When I do that, I like to get two tight ends. I like to pair them up. And I feel like he's one of those guys that you can do that with. Because like you said, Stephon Diggs, he's going to draw the defense towards him. Smokey John Brown, he's going to do his thing as well. And Cole Beasley, too. Defenses, they're not worried about a Dawson Knox like that. And Dawson Knox in that goal line red zone situations, give me a play action, and he's going to be open all day. So I don't mind taking a swing on him if you guys are punting that tight end position. Pair him up with, like, I don't know, Noah Fant, Hawkinson, John o. Smith, one of those later tight ends, and you're going to find your tight end one between one of those guys. So that's where and I'm those, at with those those tight ends are interesting on a run first team because they could always disguise themselves as blockers and, you know, sell out late and go late Great into point. the end zone. So you guys got to watch out guys like that, that are always on run first team. You know, they could slip out late and go for touchdowns. Yeah. He could be one of those tight ends. And we see, I mean, let's be real here, bro. Like the last several years, a lot of these tight ends, they're touchdown or bust on a week to week basis. The Bills are good enough to march down the field, and I could see one of those little play actions with either Zach Moss or Singletary, or you're worried about Josh Allen on a you know RPO type of thing, and Knox he gets loose. So I don't mind him as a flyer at all. How you feeling about him, Sweetness? 
yeah, I mean, it would be nice if they if they were trying to disguise, but there were no, there was no disguising at all. Like they, the most targets he got last year was like five. Um, he was not a big part of their offense. He played every single game, and I think he was mostly just used as a a, run, a running a run blocking tight end. Um, he might they might go in with a different plan for him this year. I highly doubt it. Um, as far as a flyer goes, I, I see I see too many tight ends in the back of the draft that I could pair up as far as waiting for any tight ends. I could get two and, you know, Noah Fant, Hawkinson, guys like that, Jonu Smith, um, you know. Yeah, I'm I, with you. I'm with you on that one. I do things like that. I just can't see myself even taking a flyer on Knox, man. I mean, unless you're, like, in a 16 team or some shit like that, that's that, then you could talk about it. But, I mean, I think I think for 10, 12-team leagues, uh, I'm, I'm taking a flyer. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Keep it moving. Let us let's talk about Stephon Diggs. Is he gonna regret getting traded to the Buffalo Bills Renegade? Um well you guys know this dude ain't quiet. So <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna make himself known whether it's good or bad. Um I think he's gonna try to stay quiet just so you know his um his reputation won't take a hit. But I mean he's gonna want that ball thrown to him and like we've been harping on all show this is a run first team. Uh, I mean, I, I pretty much, he knows that, but I, I, I mean, I've been hearing reports from him and um, him and uh, Josh Allen have a good rapport in uh, training camp so far and they've been hitting off pretty good and they're looking pretty good. But uh, I just don't know, man, I, I, in Minnesota, they threw a lot, man. They threw a lot. It was a run first team as well, but you had a coach there. Uh, I mean, I'm not too sure on this one. McDermott, uh, I'm not too sure. How about you, Joe? How are you feeling about Stephon Diggs? Do you think he's going to regret getting traded to the Buffalo Bills? For sure. I think he's really going to regret it, actually. Um, last year, you go back, and he was, and like Renegade said, he loves to talk. He's not afraid to talk. And he was trashing on Kirk Cousins, who statistically is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the I NFL. I feel bad for Josh Allen, man. <laughs> so now you're going to the That's most what I'm saying. inaccurate quarterback. And no disrespect to Josh Allen. Accuracy just not a thing. He has this big arm, and it can be fixed. Will it be fixed this year? Who knows? But for two guys that never played with each other before in a training camp that, you know, there's no preseason games, 80% of it has been virtually. They just started live practices. I think he will regret it. This is not, this is not a high-powered offense either. They're, it's just like Minnesota. They're ground and pound. They have these running backs. They have a quarterback who can run. And uh, I'd be surprised if we don't hear him speak by week three, to be honest with you. When it comes to this situation, this question mark, Stephon Diggs, what do you get what do you regret getting traded to the Bills? I think it's a definite yes, man. Diggs needs to be the, – the player he is, the receiver he is, he needs to be on a high-powered offense. This is not that. Not at all. And like you said, he was complaining about Kirk Cousins. I feel bad about Josh Allen. You know, I feel bad for Josh Allen because he's going to feel that heat from Diggs. Yo, I was open over here. I was open over there. Bro, you missed me with that throw. Bro, I was – that was touchdown. That was a touchdown right there. If you would have hit me, if you wouldn't have underthrown that ball, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be that after every single play that he misses Stefan Diggs, because like Renegade said, Diggs is not going to be quiet. You think he's going to bring that to Josh Allen? He's like six, five, two forty, brother. Diggs is a baller, man. Diggs, Diggs a don't baller. give a fuck. How tall you are. <laughs> they don't want to target. Diggs, too. Hey bro. Diggs, 
if he gets open the way he's going to get open, like we predict, he's going to let Josh Allen have it. And Buffalo, I feel like this is a make it or break it year for a Josh Allen. This kind of reminds me of when OBJ got traded. Oh, man, let me let me go, bro. <laughs> Wait, wait. No, oh, okay. You were going to say that? I'm sorry. Yeah, did I cut you? What you saying? What you saying? Uh, go ahead. Take it, bro. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. I said this, this – as we're talking, this reminds me of when OBJ went to the Browns, man. Just, shit, to, be, just to be honest, the more the more we talk, it's the same type of shit. He uh, – so? Yeah, I mean, he talked He talked about Eli. He was trashing Eli, you know. And uh, what he do, he went to a, another guy with Baker Mayfield. Not He's not better than Eli. I mean, maybe the same type of guy as Eli. Was I don't coach, know. I think it was. I, I, I'm gonna, I, I, well, you know how I am. I think they're going to make a, a a major upgrade this year. Uh, but at the oh, yeah. same time, I'm I'm just oh, yeah. going as that, the that's, first. That's that's for sure, Brody. But let, let, let's stay I on think, track. Let's stay I on think track. Renegade though. was just going more on the Renegade was going more on the frustration of it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. This, they're in the same type of situations. You know, okay. evil wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's keep it going. You're right. You're right. Let's let's stay on track. Sweetness. Stephon Diggs is yeah. going to regret no, getting traded to the Bills. What? How you feeling? I mean, every every day he has to line up against Tredavious White, so I think he already regrets getting traded to the Bills. I honestly don't. That, yeah. that makes him better, though. That makes him better. Come or on, it, or it kills his whole. Team. Or or it kills his whole. You know what I'm saying? Belief in himself as a wide receiver. Either I don't one. think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just no, I'm just gossip, I'm just talking shit, but I mean, Tre'Davious White is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Let's not take. I think that's gonna make him better. I I forgot about that. That that. Oh, that's you know what? Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Before we keep going, don't forget Xavier Rhodes when he was in Minnesota during the time two, three exactly. years. Exactly. Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Xavier Rhodes used to get burned by Stephon Diggs so bad in practice that Xavier Rhodes would throw a tantrum, bro. This is what Stephon I Diggs does, and now Xavier Rhodes. Where I don't even know where he's at right now, but he's not with Minnesota. He's, yeah, he's still there. I don't know if he is. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure if he is or not, but I'll tell you this. He's not the same Xavier Rhodes. I'll, I'll say that much, okay? And Stephon well, Diggs, I, he has I, no I, problem I, lining I up like against that. the number one. And Tredavious White, yeah, he is a number one, but Diggs is one of the top three route runners in his game. I think if if anything that gives him more confidence lining up exactly. against a guy like that every every down. I think you're that's no, like the, fighting for Diggs. No, but yeah, like I said, I that's a great point though. I, I yeah, but Stephon Diggs not the way you're going. At the end of the day, I still feel like he's gonna regret getting traded to the Bills because I don't think they're gonna be successful as an offense or a team altogether. Um, they they might be pushing for a wild know. card spot. Bills Mafia like, at Fantasy Sweetness on Instagram. At Sweetness, I told you he was a Knox ass dinger. <laughs> no, they might be a. Uh, they might be fighting for a wild card, but they're not fighting for the division. I mean, I think okay. the Patriots are gonna are gonna be the ones to take that. So Ooh. I mean, he's gonna be disappointed because of the lack of offensive production he's gonna get. It might be the worst in his career. That. His numbers might be all the way down, just like uh, you know, just like OBJ went to a new team and he was, you know, he had the worst numbers, uh, worst production numbers in his That's career. That's pretty Kitchen's fault, though. It, yeah, yeah but, and at yeah, the same yeah, time, yeah. they don't well, have a Jarvis Landry on the other side to take away. If anything, yeah, Diggs goes over there, and he's the only wide receiver over there. There's no the competition. Playbook, the playbook is not made for you to be a, 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 a all-star wide receiver number one. This is not this is not the playbook, bro. But they never had a wide receiver like him either. So let's see what happens. This, okay, let's keep this going. We're going to combine these next two questions because they're relevant. Will the Bills win the division, and can they make a Super Bowl run, Renegade? Um, 
they I had I I'm really high on them winning this division. To be honest, they gave them a, 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 the Patriots a run for their money because that's who we're speaking of. The Patriots, the other other a team in this, uh, they gave them a run for the money. with Tom like, Brady. Like that, man. God, man. <laughs> I love you, Joe. You I know you're my new it. best friend. I know, man. But I uh, but um, you no know, they they gave they gave fits to the, uh, the Patriots last year, and Tom Brady was on there. You know what I'm saying? So Tom Brady is on. They're saying it's a down. Everybody knows it's a downgrade to Cam Newton. Cam Newton got something to prove, but I think that defense is nasty for the Bills. Um, and they didn't really lose anything on offense. They gained Stephon Diggs. I mean, I think it's their division to lose, to be honest, man. And I think they're feeling great that Tom Brady's the fuck out of there. Super Bowl run? No. Uh, you still got the Chiefs over there. Uh, I mean, they'll shut them down real quick. <laughs> real quick. Uh, but that's how I feel about that. They'll, they'll, I think they'll hit the playoffs. Uh, there's yeah. that extra uh, spot as well, too. Yeah. So, I mean, they're probably first round and they're gone. But, you know what I'm saying? They're a playoff team for sure. How you feeling? Turn up the Jets. How you feeling on this question, man? Will the Bills win the division and can they make a Super Bowl run? I mean, should the Bills win the division? Yeah, absolutely. Roster-wise, they easily have the best roster, the best defense. And they probably have – the best head coach other than Bill Belichick, obviously. I really like McDermott. Um, yo, sweetness, I didn't say anything crazy. McDermott is a hell of a coach, bro. His locker room is 100% behind him. Yeah, I, I don't even put Bill. Like, we all know. But I, I like his system, and I think that's why Josh Allen's been successful, because of McDermott. And, yeah, I mean, should they win the division? Yeah. But will they? I honestly have no idea. I'm going to go and say yeah right now, but will I be surprised? No. This team hasn't won a playoff game in 24 years. I wasn't even alive yet. So um, they're 0-2 oh, they're in the last 24 years, one and done. So if they do, if they do, make, <laughs> so if they do make the playoffs, I don't see them making any run at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and they'll probably go one and done again. Wasn't uh, that thirty for thirty? What they made that last playoff went on with the the la- the four seasons or some shit like the that. The four uh, Super Bowls. Yeah, they lost four four in a row. Yeah, that was around the last time they won a playoff game, right? Yeah, that yeah. was the nine early nineties. Yeah. Was it the the Sims with the guy? What was it Sims? Yeah, the oh, quarterback. Man. Yeah, they lost against the Giants and they lost against the Cow. I think they lost against the Cowboys three times, two or three times, but they lost four Super Bowls. That hurts. Yeah. So I don't I see no Super Bowl hey, run. Bring it up, fantasy sweetness. At hey Bills Mafia, at fantasy sweetness for all your hate. Get at him. Let him know. Sweet sweetness knows how that feels like going against me in the Super Bowl. Bills Mafia, <laughs> give me money. Make me relevant. Alright, so make me relevant. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me talk about this real quick. Will the Bills win the division and can they make a Super Bowl run? Can they win the division? Yeah, they got a great chance. I mean, they just they just re upped Sean McDermott. I love that head coach. He's got a, a, a culture going on in that great point, room great that, point. that I love. I, I, I love that. I, w- I, wish, I wish that one day for the Bears, to be honest with you. And I like that. So they got the right leader in place. Now, there's question marks, though. The defense, I'm not questioning. The question marks are on the offense. Can Josh Allen mature? Can he make better decisions? Right now, I, I just don't feel it, man. I really don't. I, I feel like that last playoff game showed a lot. They were up in that game and just let loose. And the way he played really hurt them, man. They put him it put him in a bad spot. Can he mature? 
That's the biggest question for me. Can they make a Super Bowl run? Not in that conference, bro. The AFC is stacked. They are stacked like crazy, man. We, we're talking about the Chiefs. We're talking about the Ravens. <clears throat> we're talking about even even like I have a dark horse team that I like is the Steelers. Even teams like that that have a great chemistry with the coaching and everything in between. I question Josh Allen a lot. And again, I'm going to say this one last time before we go to sweetness here. I feel like this is a make it or break it year for Josh Allen. That That is my opinion. If you guys don't like that, Bills Mafia, holler at me, at Fantasy Fornicator. But that's just my opinion. Sweetness, go ahead. Sweetness, go ahead and run with it. Take, take some heat off of me. I, I'm straight out fucking with the Bills Mafia, man. No, you, you said a lot worse than me, but go, go ahead. Just bear down nation, man. <laughs> no, but uh, here we go, bro. They're not going to win the division. I have my pick there already. They can they can push for the wild card. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to take it. You're going to be like, yeah, of course you do, but they're, they're just yeah, going to. Of course do. you do. Let's make a – put a water bed on the board, bro. Can they make – they're not – I don't think they can make a Super Bowl run, just like I don't even think the division champs are going to make You're a Super Bowl. You're a Bill Belichick groupie. But keep going. Hey, I would take that bet, but I'm not going against Cam Newton. Y'all know Cam Newton, my boy. I love I love, I love Killer Cam, bro. So, like, if that happens, I'm not mad at it, but this yeah, is a Bill Belichick groupie. Let's get that straight. Yeah, that's the best. It makes that's me throw my, up. That's my grandfather. Grandfather <laughs> Billy. Yes, sir. But no, no Super Bowl run. I mean, obviously, if I don't think they're going to win. I the feel division, that. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I think we good. Keep it moving. Next let's team up. The, let's go to the MIA. We're going to go to MIA. We're going to go to the South in Florida. And I'm going to kick this shit off. We're talking about fantasy impact in Miami with the quarterbacks first. Let's talk about Fitz Magic. And let's talk about Tua Tagovailoa. Let's talk about those yeah. two. I, oh, I, I like how you said that. I like how you said that. Say yeah, man, again. I've been practicing. I've been practicing, man. Look. That was spot on. That was spot on. Hey. Yeah, do it one more time. Let's see if you can do it again. Tua Tagovailoa. Hey. Oh, wow. like it. it's legit. It's legit. Right. I'm not even going to bother with I that. I did that yesterday. Yo, <laughs> who's the offensive coordinator in Miami right now? Chan Gailey. What, what, what offense did he used to run in New York, and how good did they do? Yeah, they did pretty good. Uh, Fitzpatrick threw 31 touchdowns, career high, and Chan Gailey was – a lot to uh, credit for that, for sure. And they actually went 10-6, but obviously, knowing the Jets, they still missed the playoffs at 10-6. Uh, and that's not <laughs> that, That's so sad. Check this out. Miami, they are my dark horse team to win this division. I am all about Brian Flores. I love that head coach, not just because he had the same bloodline, from, like, my mother, my father, and myself, the Honduran bloodline. Shout out all the Hondurans, all the Catrachos out there. You know what I'm saying? We're representing. And he's doing his thing in, in the south, in Florida. I feel like Ryan Fitzmagic, he's going to do his thing for a few weeks. But Tua Tagovailoa is the man to own. He is Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray-like. He is going to do his thing over there and he's got the right people around him the right coaching surrounding him we're talking about my guy Gailey we're talking about Brian Flores he's got some weapons too let's not forget Jordan Howard he is a ground and pound type guy he will get those tough yards he's going to open up the passing game then you got Matt Breida excuse me 
who's going to help him out of the backfield catching. Then you got Preston Williams, who I know is not 100% healthy right now. But if he comes back, week one, week two is going to be a big help. And he's already got Devontae Parker. Let's not forget about Mike Gesicki, somebody that thrived in that slot role. They moved them all over the field. There's something going on over there, and they got a right offensive coordinator to make it happen. I think the quarterback in Miami is going to ball out. Grab Tua towards the end of your drafts and stash him if you're going with that late QB strategy, and he's going to help you guys win some weeks. That is my impact with the Miami Dolphins quarterbacks. Joe, how you feeling about him? Yeah, I mean, I personally don't think Tua will make a huge impact this year just due to the workload he probably will receive. Fitzpatrick also has never started a full 16 games, and he's been around for, I think this is his 16th season now. So I think Tua will sniff some games, just don't know when. That's the only thing that I'm a little worried here. But in terms of fantasy, I'm not going with Fitzmagic, but Tua for sure, a late-round stash especially in two quarterback leagues too. That could be a huge addition late in the year. It's just all about health for this kid. He, he obviously has the talent now. He just needs to stay healthy. But I, I do like what the Dolphins are doing. Is Personally, he Isn't he cleared right now? Yeah, he is cleared. I know like a big reason why they even drafted him, the doctors, you know, day before the draft said he's ready to go. And I know that, that that's when the Herbert rumors started swirling around. And then they must be confident in his health because he's been – He's been slinging in training camp. So I'm excited to see uh, all these young quarterbacks. And then we just got Cam Newton. It's going to be pretty exciting in terms of quarterbacks. It'll be a fun division, man, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. But, uh, yeah, in terms of fantasy, I like two late round stash. I'm not touching my man Fitzmagic. Maybe maybe in the first – I don't know, man. Taga, (laughs) you you ever hear Rick Ross say it? Taga Viola? No, I haven't heard of him. <laughs> That's probably how I would pronounce it. Tag of the uh, shit. Nah, I can't even do it. <laughs> but anyway, and with that, we're going to sweetness with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one. Like, my uh, how you feeling, Brody? Tua Tagovailoa. Ooh, oh, man. Uh, hey, that's my boy, man. Um, I hated when he got injured in Bama, but then Jalen Hurts came up, so now I'm a Jalen Hurts fan too. Um, Tua came back, man, and he got Jalen Hurts traded to fucking uh, oh, Oklahoma and shit, but we're going to keep it there. Um, Tua's a dog, bro. He came back from that injury, and he was a beast. I just worry about the fact that if uh, Ryan Fitzy, you know, Fitzmagic can stay healthy and he can keep the hot hand, because we all think he's going to start off the season, that he's going to be the guy that he's just going to continue to use him. You know what I'm saying? They have not such a tough schedule. Um, I do think Tua's way more talented and he's ready to ball now i mean obviously the doctors cleared him they said he was good to go um it's just a troubling it's a troubling thing for me even in a in a two super you know a super flex league two is a risk ryan fitz he's a risk i'd rather stay away from the whole thing unless i'm taking uh you know Tua as a as a bencher you know what i'm saying i'll take him i'll take him on the bench for a plug and play if he's even playing at that point because we don't know what's going to happen but that's my take, man. I mean, if if you want the numbers on any given week, you start with the magic because he can't run those numbers up, and we've seen him do it. Okay, uh, I guess I'll run with it. Uh, I like this magic. It's times where he can get real hot, throw the ball. Um, 
this team, they added a lot on defense as well. Just to throw it out there, their defense should be a little bit better. I mean, they're not going to be – I still don't have them winning that many games, but their defense is going to be a little bit better. But I see Fitzmagic throwing a lot. Uh, and I'm looking over the schedule here, and I see Fitzmagic in here a couple games because they don't want to throw two out here. These first couple games, they got New England, they got the Bills, then the Jags, not so bad, the Seahawks, 49ers, then Broncos, and the Chargers. All those defenses are pretty rough. So I think after that little schedule, then they'll throw two in there uh, because Fitzmagic is going to struggle. Uh, but I, I, fantasy-wise, um, I'm not touching any of these guys. Either, like you guys say, two of probably for a stash, but I don't see myself grabbing any of these guys. Uh, maybe Fitz Magic on a bye week if, you know, you got like a Patrick Mahomes and your bench is looking like nothing, you ain't got no backup, so you want to go to a, on a bye week and look. And I probably still wouldn't live and look at Fitz Magic unless it's a really good matchup, so... I think I'm more on smoking... I'm, I'm more on smoking J side on this one, though. Like, I think two... I mean, I know he's a true baller, bro, like... He was slinging that shit. He's accurate with the deep ball. I mean, he he can be a baller, but I don't my, think he's going to be this, this year. Feet. No. No, I'm saying This yeah. year, I don't think so. He he's will really, be. I, I'm just saying. He's he, got a great especially, future. Especially in Dynasty. I mean, that's a that's a oh, given. Dynasty. Yeah, that's, Dynasty. That's, that's not even. That's, that's, that's easy money. Given. He's just oh, too talented. This year, they're going to go through a lot of growing pains. They made a lot of uh, additions this year, and I think they're changing the culture. I think there is going to be a yes, turn. Uh, with definitely. The, with they're the, uh, they're changing the culture without a doubt, bro. But this they, year, they, got a, they got a lot of new guys. This year is such a different year where I just feel like I would not be surprised if Tua just comes in here like, you know what? I am that dude. I got that chip on my shoulder, too, because people doubted me because of the injury. I'm going to ball the fuck out, too, man, because I got these weapons in Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, uh, Matt Breda, Jordan Howard, and Gesicki. Like, he's got weapons, and he's got the right coaching in place. Coaching is, coaching is important in this game, bro. He's like, got that real Honduran blood. Shout out to the country, the motherland. Florida, shout out, if he's got that real Honduran blood in his, in his veins, bro, he's going to start Tua. Stop playing. I'm not man, playing. I feel all that. I feel all that, man. I'm not Honduran. I'm Puerto Rican. I don't really. It doesn't no, even matter you, to me. You man. have Honduran. I'm just saying. You know, you I'm just saying. Listen, right listen, now, listen, listen. You know how we get. I'm just saying. These these guys, they're they're good. They're they're a young, nice and up up and coming team. They're not nothing yeah. right now. I'm not gonna say they're they're all that. But we're gonna replay they, this. Their culture is changing. Dolphins. For they, the I see like a six win season. I mean, that's a plus. I mean, that's a plus for them. Um, no. They're going. They're going. They're going to hover around nine wins, bro. They're going to hover yeah. around nine wins. I don't think nine. I believe that's, that's, that's way too high. I believe I'm still a year away. I believe in his coaching. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Joe. They're a year away. They're, they're I believe like in the coaching. Seven wins I believe in their improvement. I'm going under. But I'm, going, I'm taking I'm taking the under on that. Let's talk about the running backs. I'm going to kick this off. Jordan Howard, bear the fuck down. He's going to get baby. tough yards. I think he's going to be a nice, reliable reliable running back for you guys. A back-end running back, too. Flex type of guy. He's going to get around 12 to 15 touches per game. That's where I'm at with Jordan Howard. Not big on him. I'm not off him. He's somebody that, at the right price, I don't mind taking him. Late-round flyer. Matt Breida, he's more of that PPR guy, but he, he gets injured a lot. There's a lot of question marks with him. He's good in between the tackles as well. But at the same time, I think they're going to trust Jordan Howard a little bit more with their early down work. And then they're going to sprinkle Breda in here and there. So I, I still feel like Jordan Howard is the guy to own here. 
Patrick Laird, who is a PPR type of guy last year, he had one or two games where he flashed. I'm not big on him. He's just somebody to keep on a radar in case Breida. I guess in case Breida goes down, Patrick Laird would be the guy to pick up. I'm not big on him. Jordan Howard is the guy for me here. How are you feeling about him, Joe, the running backs over there? Howard's the guy there for me too, but I am worried about Burita taking the workload off. I think if one of these guys get injured, the other one's value skyrockets. Definitely. But I, I really see them playing the hot hand here. Week one, I, I believe Jordan Howard's the starting running back. And even last year in a crowded backfield, he was still a solid guy to plug in your lineup late in the season. He was more invo- definitely more involved in the passing game, too. That's why I'm leaning still towards him over Burita because he could do it both, too, especially, with, you know, in a PPR league. I, I like Howard, but personally, I'm not touching any of these guys unless I get both of them. Well, but You dropped some balls in Chicago, brother. Let me tell you that. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's the thing. Like, he's – I mean, last year, like, that's kind of what the Eagles used him out of, obviously, because they, they had miles. They were a little more but... noticeable for us because they were crucial drops, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I'm I'm not huge on any of these running backs. Um, but you could get some value, especially, like I said, if one of the other gets hurt. That's – when there's two good running backs in a backfield that have proven themselves, that's kind of when I get a little nervous. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think I think uh, Jordan Howard's the the bigger value here, where you could get him as far as goal line carries. Um, the bulk of the carries on the ground as well. Um, Braid is going to come into effect, uh, you know, because of game script. You know, so that's where you start him. You start him in games where you think it's going to be high scoring affairs. I think he's going to be the PPR back there. Um, so in, in, in games where you see a high scoring affair, like let's say they play the Bills. I'm I'm going to start Jordan Howard. I'm not going to start Breda. But if they're playing like the Chiefs or some shit, I'm definitely going to start Breda because I know the game script will fit. That's no point. Yeah, you know, you got to look at your – First one first one you made today, but keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you part of the Bills Mafia, bro? <laughs> no, but yeah, man. So, yeah, you got to you gotta take a look at it like that, man. Be strategic when you start these backs, specifically on the Dolphins, because you, you have to take game script in mind for sure. All right, uh, man, I like Jordan Howard, but um, I like him late, but uh, late running back. I think he's a little sleeper. I think I said it earlier. They're trying to change that um, culture over there. I think they're going to try to run the rock early a lot, uh, take take the pressure off of uh, Fist Magic, but they're going to end up throwing a lot. It's going to end up changing. Um, I have him losing a lot, so I mean, I really don't. Me personally, fantasy football wise, I'm not trying to touch any of these two backs, but the one I rather have is Jordan Howard because I like I, I just like him more personally. He's a more the bruiser. He could get more yards. I mean, he, he's not really a good catcher, but he can catch a little bit. I, I I like Jordan Howard with them over there. I'm not touching uh, Breda or Laird. Uh, I like Howard uh, late. If he's no, lifts to you like 11th, 12th round, and you, you know what I'm saying you need to run it back here. You know, running thin like I usually am. I don't know how the hell I do that, but because <laughs> you, you draft three tight ends in the draft, that's why. But um, hey, and, keep it moving. Let's keep it. But what do I end up with? What do I end up with? Hey, what I tell you, you do what you do, Brody. I ain't mad at you. You know what you okay. do. Let's Why go. Let's... Hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna kill a man, kill him, bro. 
No, nah, man. No, no. You know what? I'm not going to kill him because what he does works for him, bro. There's nothing for me to kill. I was just saying no the fact that his running back core, he feels like after drafts are not as strong. I was just saying it's because you draft three tight ends, but he makes it work for him, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he knows what he's doing. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more after we get through this. You know what I'm saying? Ain't so no love, Ain't no love lost in fantasy football, man. Definitely. Let's, let's talk about the wide receivers real quick. It's always love. Devontae Parker, Preston Williams. Hey, man, Devontae Parker, I mean, years later, right? Because this, this guy was supposed to arrive years ago. But years yeah. later, the guy finally showed up. The guy finally balled out. The Injury. guy finally proved that he's a wide receiver, one type of talent. I love him, man. There's question marks of Preston Williams as of right now. But there, he's another guy right now that you guys, he's very sneaky. You guys could get him towards the end of your guys' drafts. And, yeah, maybe he is injured. Maybe he's not 100% right now, right now. And maybe he, week one, he might not be ready to go. But by week two, three, or four, he's going to be a savage. This guy was catching touchdowns. He was making plays. He was catching crazy, crazy throws in the end zone and making plays, keeping his feet in bounds. That dude is all all-around athlete. I love Preston Williams as a late-round wide receiver. I do not mind Devontae Parker at all as a wide receiver two or three love the wide receivers over there in Miami. Joe, how do you feel about the receivers over there? I love them both as well, especially Parker. That's one of my guys. It's crazy. You know, he goes, it took him four years to score nine touchdowns. And then last year he scores nine touchdowns in a season. I think that is crazy. Uh, And I had him gaze. (laughs) <laughs> seriously seriously we'll we'll get to that don't don't get me sidetracked right now <laughs> i'll go on all night about freaking adam gates but um <laughs> anyway uh i love parker i love preston williams as a sleeper uh like you said Smokey. you know he when, when he came in and played you know he impressed me a lot worried about the injuries but if i can get him late that's a great value right there and parker i, I like i mean i'll take him all day for my wide receiver too. Uh, and I think he's going to, he's definitely going to put up, I can't say similar, like the same numbers as last year, but I think he's legit. He's here to stay. You see this a lot with wide receivers, those late bloomer type guys. And I think he's an example. So I love both of these guys. All right. I'll jump on it. Um, Devontae Park. I like Devontae Park and I like uh, Williams. Um, uh, not my wide receiver two, though. I would take him as my wide receiver three just because earlier I read off that uh, schedule and there's some tough games like the first seven games, you know, and there's some big cornerbacks there too. Uh, but they are going to eat PPR-wise. I know Parker's going to eat. Parker's the one that I will rather take. And uh, yeah. I see him go seven, eighth round sometimes. But, I mean, I'll grab him. Not wide receiver two, but wide receiver three for me personally. Uh, but he is the man to grab. He could be a, a big guy. To, ha- to own this year if he beats that coverage? Um, honestly, I feel like Parker is he's going to evolve this year even more than he did last year. Uh, I was just going over a couple stats, and he ripped a couple good cornerbacks last year. And I'm talking guys of, like, Tredavious White, Likings, uh, uh, Stephon Gilmore got some of that smoke, too. And now, now we're talking about, like, Casey Hayward, guys like that. They all got that smoke. You know what I'm saying? So when you put him against cornerbacks that are not that elite, you know what he's going to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that he's got to be rising on people's boards. Preston Williams as well. He's a hell of an athlete. He's going to evolve in this offense as well, especially um, 
one of the biggest points here is it doesn't matter who's at quarterback because Fitzy's going to pitch the rock and so is Tua. You know, they're going to let any of these guys loose. Uh, so, you know, that's what's going to happen. This team does not have the backfield that they can rely on on any given day. They have to rely on that quarterback's arm, which makes these wide receivers super relevant and the tight end like Gusecki extra relevant. So, you know, you got to take in mind all that stuff. Yeah. Some good points right there. And speaking about the tight end, let's talk about Mike Gusecki. Now, I know the OC, he is not big on using his tight ends. I want to say he's usually ranked towards the back end, you know, like the last three or last five ranked teams using his tight end. But the thing is this, if Preston Williams is injured and cannot start off the year, we saw last year Gesicki can play in this slot. He can play all over the field. He doesn't have to be that traditional tight end. So Gesicki, if you guys are punting that tight end position, again, he is one of those guys. The one of those guys you can pair up with another tight end and take your shot. I'm not big on him myself, but I can see why somebody might want to take a swing on him. So Mike Gesicki, he should be relevant. He should make some plays. I know he catches the ball and he has no yak. The guy does not know how to make plays after he catches the ball. But you know what I'm saying? Like he is somebody reliable who can catch the ball. After that, you know, he's not going to do much. But I'm okay with him, late-round flyer. Joe, how do you feel about him? Got to agree with you, too. You know, late-round flyer, I like it. And that's a great point about Chan Gailey not using the tight ends because he really doesn't. And when he his time with the Jets, they, they barely had a tight end on their roster just because they don't use that position. So that definitely worries me, and that's something that a lot of people won't think of because he had a great season last year after kind of a disappointing rookie year, and I was really high on him as a, you know, coming in. But not no tight end really makes an impact as a rookie. True. Uh, going into that third year, um, I, I do like the, you know, value in, in late rounds, and he is a big athletic kid. He, he can play slot. I love tight ends like that, and you kind of see that more and more. So late round, yeah, but – I'm not I'm not feeling comfortable making him, yeah. you know, putting him in my starting lineup or anything, but all these tight ends are kind of the same. It's like late round, there's no risk. They might be solid. They might be irrelevant in, in, in waivers by week four. So Yeah, this division sucks for tight ends. Um <laughs> Renegade, Renegade, where you at with it, buddy? Man, I'm hey, y'all summed it up. I can't see too much after that. Um that's not a guy I target really, but if somehow you slip that late, I mean, I think I got him ranked as my 10th, 9th guy, tight end. So, I mean, he's not a bad guy, but I'd rather have other guys. I mean, eh, he's just nah to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that that's perfectly said. How you feeling, sweetest? Man, I, I'm a little different, man. I think he's got a lot to prove, bro. I really do, man. He came out of Penn State. I was watching the game with him yesterday, actually, like some highlights, and he played with fucking uh, Saquon and Miles Sanders over in Penn State and shit. Well, that's that matters, but he was a fun, well, the one thing that stands out is that he's used to winning. He's used to being an athlete, um, and he looks like a force on offense when you watch him. <laughs> he looks like a force on offense when you watch him in those highlights. So in your mind, you're like, man, this kid probably had every expectation to come to the pros and be that guy. So I think he still has that, you know, that energy, and he might be able to bring it. And um, like. I'm not I'm not comfortable with him being my, my tight end one at all. 
But if I'm not drafting a tight end pair up until the later rounds, then I don't mind taking him and like a Hawkinson. I don't I really don't mind it. Because at that point my team is not built to win at the tight end position. But if we do, then fuck it. I'll take it too. You know what I'm saying? He's just one of those guys that I draft as a as a, a second tight end on, on any given day, you know. But I don't mind it because I feel like he does have upside. For sure, for sure. So let's um we got some extra questions. When it comes to the Miami Dolphins, does anyone feel bad for Josh Rosen? No. No, he's a dickhead. He's a dickhead. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, man. I'm going to go ahead and kick this off, man. I, I do not. I do not feel bad for him. You know, you reap what you sow. You know, you, you've said some things in the past that were not definitely not. Yep something that is acceptable in society. So you, you are, you know, you are where you at for a reason. If you were that talented, you would have, you know, overcome all of that. But at the same time, you know, the universe works in the way it does for a reason. The stars align the way it does for a reason. And you are the third quarterback on that team for a reason. I do not feel bad for you. And Arizona does not feel bad for you. They got Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen. You're, you're this, far away from getting kicked out of the NFL. <laughs> Honestly, I would not feel bad when that happens at all, at all. So, no, <laughs> I do not feel bad for a Josh Rosen. How about you, Joe? As karma's a bitch, Josh Rosen. You know, I, uh, I do not like him. I hated what he said when he got drafted. He wasn't yeah, even yep. thankful. He, he's just mad that those teams passed on him, and mm-hmm. he should have passed on him because Baker Mayfield – Sam Darnold and Josh Allen went over him, and they're already way more successful. At least they've actually played games. And uh, it's been a while since you've seen a quarterback get drafted in the first round and then get traded the next year. Also shows a lot about his character. So, no, I I do not feel bad for him, and I don't think he deserves a shot. And I'm just very, very thankful the Jets did not draft him. (laughs) That would have been another classic move. So I'm uh, happy that didn't happen. But, yeah, I don't feel bad for him one bit. Now I see why smoking J-Fucks is she's just like us. <laughs> hey, Joe, hey, hey, hold on, bro. Hey, Joe, turn up the Jets. You're my motherfucking guy. We got you on this show for a reason. The brothers fuck with you, too. We love the work that you're doing over there. We we are more than, than thankful and happy that you were able to find some time to jump on here with us. That's just what it is, bro. So, Let's keep up no Jets. doubt. I appreciate you guys for having me. Hey, on. man, we're turning up on these guys today on this oh, episode, yeah. man. Let's not stop. Let's keep <laughs> going. How are you guys feeling over there, Sweetness and Renegade, when it comes to Josh Rosen? Do you guys feel bad for him? You want us to double team his ass now? Double team? Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I, I, he's a dickhead. I mean, he was a dickhead <laughs> coming out of college. Uh, he was a dickhead in college. Uh, <laughs> you know, just to be honest, he, he like uh, Joe said, um, when he got drafted, he all he had to say was talk shit. All all those people passed on me, this and that. I mean, you proved them right. To just to be honest, yeah, and then right. uh, you know the little racial comments that he had. I mean, he got a bad pass. He's not a leader. Um, I'm surprised he's in the NFL. I'm gonna go as far as to say if he was a different color, he would have been out of the NFL. So I mean, I'm surprised he's there. If if you wouldn't have bring up his name, I would have forgot he was. In the NFL, just to be honest, I, I, I think he's not relevant, relevant at all. I think, I, you know what, he's bro? He's a bum. I when think you say, relevant. Wait, hold on, let, let me let it, let me get a, like this is 
just to jump in, like Colin Kaepernick is not in the league, but a guy like this is in the league. Like this is, this shit, is crazy. Like uh, kill it, kill it. You know, what you know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. And you, this dude should be out the league. Colin Kaepernick should have a chance. This is what he's a third wide receiver. I mean, come on, now, let's be. Let's, yeah, I, my my bad, my bad. I'm sorry, I'm smoking and drinking. <laughs> but you guys get my point. You guys get my point. Um, you know, this is Bears, Brews, and the Bros. Don't forget about the Brews. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we've been sipping. I fuck up sometimes, Doc. You are gonna have to edit it. But uh, yeah, so, that's how I stand, man. It's, 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 I, I don't fuck with you at all. We with you, yeah. Brody. We with you 100. percent yeah. I never gave. I honestly it up, Brody. Never gave a single fuck about the kid. He said stupid shit after I really didn't care about him. So then I completely forgot about him. So it's fuck him still. It was fuck him then. It's fuck him now. I like I like like Renegade said. If you wouldn't have put that on the show sheet, I wouldn't fucking know it. So, <laughs> but you off. guys understand why I put it on there, though, right? No, I, I know. Yeah. Okay. Fuck them, though. Shit, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even be. I don't even feel mad for my fellow okay. fantasy players if I beat them. So why would I feel bad yeah, for okay. this? Let's let's do this. These last two questions all at once. Can Brian Flores turn this franchise around, and will the Dolphins surprise everyone and make a playoff push? I say yes and yes, bro. I say yes and yes. They made improvements on this defense. This is a COVID type of year. And I'm the type of motherfucker that will root for the underdog because I've been an underdog my whole motherfucking life, bro. So, yes, I am rooting for the Dolphins. Bins all the way up. Let's get that shit, bro. I love Tua. I love Jordan Howard. I love Devontae Parker. Preston Williams. Gesicki, I'm okay with him. And that defense is sick. Let's go. Let's turn up on them. Let's get that motherfucking division win and just shock the motherfucking world. Why? Because I love Brian Flores and I love that OC. I love what the defense is doing, man. So, yes. I think shock the world. Let's shock the world, goddammit. I see what you did there. That's a, that, that surprise word is very key in that question. He, he, he set that up real nice. <laughs> Great cushion. I do, I do what right. I do. How <laughs> about the Dolphins? Can it can Brand Flores turn his franchise around and will the Dolphins surprise everyone and make a playoff push? No, I got you. I'm with you. I like Flores a lot. Uh, I think he absolutely can turn around this franchise, and I think he will. Uh, in terms of this year, said it earlier, still think they're one year away. I'd be shocked if they won more than six. Yeah, no, I'd be shocked if they won more than seven games. Seven. Yeah. I'm with that. Seven. Seven and nine is my ceiling right now for them. And I, they could prove me otherwise. Uh, I have them six and ten, seven and nine. Uh, I don't think they're going to go any worse because they're a way better team. The fact that they won five games last year and they were trying to lose, they were trading players they were away. Trying, they, were, they were trying. They really were. They were tanking for Tua and they got him it fifth overall. Like they basically low key the ended Brady. Brady and the Pats was that damaged everything. They had to play the next week and they lost. Because this team came out and played really well. Flores is a great locker room guy. You could tell that these players love him. And I don't remember the last time the Dolphins have had a relevant head coach. So they got one here. And he could be there for a long, long time, especially if Tua pans out the way we all think he will, if he stays healthy. So for sure, this 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 team's going to be – they got a bright future, but they're still a year off for me. Yeah. I'm with you, Joe, man. I said it earlier as well. Um, man, I like this coach. He uh, is changing the culture. He got a, a couple defenders in there, a couple new guys. 
he uh, uh they got the tour you know what i'm saying but we looked over that schedule and i'm with you joe i got him winning six seven games um they're not going to be the best but the culture is going to change and little by little they're going to go through the growing pains you know what i'm saying i'm an underdog and you know like fornicator said we got to wait our turn and you know this year is not their year they're going to come up though you know tom brady's out of there the bills we don't know it should be their year this year. So uh, I see a year or two, you know, the Dolphins are going to be the team to look at and be like, you know, they kind of talented, you know, if they win six, seven games this year, they're going to have a nice little pick for next year as well. So just build up on that, uh, on those draft picks and they're going to be something to fuck with in a couple of years. Yeah. I'm going to go as far as to say Brian Flores, um, no playoffs though. Is that the next question? Playoff push? Fuck no. That was supposed to be a combination. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me just throw it out there quick. Fuck no. Okay. Go ahead. We good? We good on that? Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. So Brian Flores comes from the Belichick tree. We all know that he's used to winning games and and the guys that are following him now know where he come from and they know what he's done. Uh, He's done a lot of good things in his past. I think he already established a cultural change as far as uh, that, that locker room goes. He's another guy, uh, like McDermott we were talking about earlier, that can have that impact in the locker room. He's a player's coach, and he makes that impact. You know, he want, the players want to play for him. He's not an asshole, you know what I'm saying? He's not over here throwing fucking helmets across the room talking shit. Um, one thing I do think they need to change is their offensive shit, offensive scheme. I think they need to expand more. Become more, they more brought versatile. The new OC. What was that? They brought the new OC though. Yeah, so we'll see how. I mean, we'll see how it goes though. As far as their past, you know, what I'm saying we'll see if if they make a jump. But I think they already made a jump as far as uh, Brian Flores goes. I think he's already made that impact. And as far as playoffs go, no way. I think their ceiling is seven games. Hey. No hey. way. Fins, one, hey. fins one thing I want to say. Fins up, hold on, hold on. Fins up nation at fantasy sweetness. He said no way <laughs> playoff chances. You guys get at him. You guys get all of his. I don't care what his last his mail. His mailbox is gonna be full. I do not care what his last post was. Fantasy you tell him he better put some respect in a fins up nation. Why you gotta throw me under the bus again? So he says fuck no. I say hell no. I get the worst of it. Fuck both. Well, I didn't hear that. I went to go grab a beer when I, when I didn't hear that part. Keep that shit. Look, man. <laughs> hey, hey, wait, hold, hold on. One thing I want to add is, um, you down. know, one thing I want to add is just because um, it's not going to be their year two is because the COVID situation too. You, I got to yeah. keep harping on that. There's no training camp. You can't get these young guys acclimated. You can't get the new guys acclimated. So, you know, that coaching culture that you want to imprint, that you want to establish, you can't put it the way you want to because the yeah. season is different. You know what I'm saying? The training camp is different. The preparation is different. So I think a lot of people are adjusting, and the best team will win, and, you know, they'll they'll look like it because some teams are going to come in looking sloppy, and some teams are going to come in looking like they know what the fuck is, they're doing. So I want to uh, just stress on that, and, you know, that's another reason that's going to hold a team like the Dolphins back. I feel you. I feel you, but you're wrong. All right, let's keep it going. <laughs> I feel like they're going to contend, bro. I really feel like they will, but let's keep it moving. Joe, the the, the, the light's shining on you on this one. You Ooh, are talking about up the, the fucking New York Jets. Jets. We are talking about the New York Jets here on this. Hey, can That's we the impact. Let's talk about the quarterbacks, man. Let's go, Joe. Let's go. Uh, yeah, Sam Darnold, Joe Flacco. 
If you know me, you know I'm high on Sam Darnold. Fantasy standpoint, it's it's a toss up there. I feel like he's more of a bench role in a in a Q uh, excuse me a two QB league. You might get some upside in the end in the, the last few rounds. I'm not mad at drafting him as my third QB or even in a standard league. If you got a a horse like Mahomes, like Wilson, like Jackson, I'm okay plugging him in for a buy. Yes, they do have the second toughest schedule in terms of strength. And in fact, the whole AFC East, I think it's they're in the top five. All four of them are in top five toughest schedules. So that that's going to be impact for all these quarterbacks too. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go and say that Sam Darnold is going to be a fantasy relevant quarterback. In terms of reality, I've been kind of saying this for every quarterback, it seems, but reality, I think this could be the year that it's a make it or break it for him. He needs to go out and he needs to fall out like the third round pick, you know, the third overall pick that they, they took him with and they revamped their offensive line. We'll see. But, yeah, third quarterback, I'm on that. Joe Flacco, I don't think, will touch the field. Hopefully doesn't because last year we all know what happened. I don't want to mention that with the, the mono. <laughs> uh, I will mention it. Venus, <laughs> how you feeling about the quarterbacks over there? <laughs> I mean, I feel like Darnold has a bright future, bro. I think that his wide receivers feel – his team feels highly of him. Um, I think he's a he's – a, He's a guy that you're willing to take as a, you know, as one of those guys as your third quarterback if you if you got to stash him in the league where you need a, a a quarterback like that. But as far as fantasy goes, one quarterback leagues, not really. I'm staying away from him. I think uh, Superflex, uh, two quarterback leagues, he's definitely taking a look at. You know what I'm saying? Stash him on the bench, plug him in on bye weeks on teams that you know he could kill. Um, like turn up the Jets mentioned, this team and all the other three teams in this division have the worst uh, the worst schedules because of the cornerbacks that are, you know, in their divisions. So, you know, that I mean, that's just says that. But you have to sit there and look at the rest of the games they play, what divisions they play out of conference and shit like that. But, um, yeah, Sam Darnold, he's – I mean, he's, he's good, bro, for football. He's good for New York Jets football. I think he's going to be good. Uh, he's already good. He's, he makes strides every year from what I've seen. So, you know, if he could get a couple more weapons – you know, we'll talk about a few weapons he uh, he added to the team later. But, yeah, I think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback, man. He's definitely a bright future for you guys uh, as far as turning up the Jets goes. But, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my take on them. All right. Well, uh, I like to call my guy Mr. Mono, you know. So, uh, I mean, he's <laughs> decent. This guy, he, brought me, he reminds me of Josh Allen type. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but – I think he's going to be pretty decent this year. I mean, I'm not taking him in the league. I think he's a, a somebody on a bye week uh, streamer QB. Uh, uh, pro football focus had the Jets with the what, third uh, most improved offensive line. So I think he is going to do a little bit better. And, you know, that mono, it's, it, it has an effect on your body. and You're not the same. So I think it took him a little to get acclimated into the game. And I think this year he's going to have a fresh start, 100% coming in he might be a little bit better and the weapons around him are pretty decent too. And I, uh, not to mention Le'Veon Bell. So I think if Adam Gase um, puts him in the right position, he, he can succeed, but that defense ain't nothing either. So, I mean, that defense is looking kind of bad this year. So uh, 
not not this year for him. I don't know. It's going to be hard for him. He's It's an uphill battle for Sam Darnold, fantasy football-wise. I'm not touching him. Joe Flacco, it's another guy that I forgot he was living. No disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, honestly. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. One QB league, I'm not touching him. Two QB leagues, if I have him on my team, I'm in trouble. I am fading the shit out of Sam Darnold. You know, no offense, Joe. I, I love you. You know, you're my motherfucking guy. You, you know, you're my you're my dude, bro. But I, I gotta stay away from Sam Darnold. He's he's not somebody that is appealing to me in fantasy. Not even in Superflex. I worry a lot, a lot about him. He's got a lot of question marks. I feel like he's he can he's gonna have the opportunity to answer all those this year. But I'm not willing to have him on my team and figure it out as he goes. So, Sam Darnold, I am fading him. Joe, how you feeling about the running backs over there? Yeah, with Le'Veon Bell. Um, yes, sir. I think he has a lot to prove in that we go back to that offensive line. Um, I think that's going to, you know, benefit him. And, I mean, Gase just overworked the shit out of him last year in the beginning of the season. I mean, it really wasn't like really wasn't his fault because they were playing with third string quarterbacks, but he had 245 carries last year. I really hope they kind of limit that and, and make him more involved in the passing game. That's where he was just so valuable in those years in Pittsburgh. So we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, if I see him in the fourth round, I'm absolutely taking him, but I'm not reaching at all for, for Le'Veon Bell just because, you know, I have uh, the honor to, to watch this team play 16 games, and I know it's not really an honor. That was sarcastic. But uh, I, I know what they do. They disappoint a lot of times. So I don't want my RB1 being on a team that is really dysfunctional and you really have no idea how Adam Gase is going to use them. If he uses them in the right way, then, yeah, but that's a big if. Uh, I want to just go and say Adam Gase is the biggest problem I have with Le'Veon Bell. And that's that's your point. I mean, that's the only reason why I'm hesitant to take him. If yep. he slides down to the third or fourth round, it's okay. They did upgrade the offensive line like you touched on. Um, I don't know, man. It, the consistency and the safeness is what I do like about Le'Veon Bell, though. So I know he's a PPR machine. He does what he does as far as catching the ball anyway. He didn't get uh, less than 10 touches or less than double touches, you know what I'm saying, double-digit touches besides one game last year. So they do – they have to feed them the rock when they're playing with backups, and I think they have to feed them the rock when they don't really have that, that many weapons there. So, I mean, as far as uh, their backfield, I think a running back two is not bad, depending on what you're looking like in the draft. Uh, like I said, I'm hesitant as fuck because of Adam Gase, fucking googly-eyed prick. I don't know what to say. I don't know what else to say about it, bro. But for you to ruin for you to ruin multiple people, bro. I mean, you try to ruin Kenyon Drake and he did his shit. He tried to ruin Devontae Parker and he's back. He's he's literally trying to kill Le'Veon Bell right now. So hopefully he survives. I don't know. Well, uh, I'm I'm not that low on Le'Veon Bell. I like him. I think he's gonna have a comeback year. I, like we said earlier, they revamped that line. Uh, I, I the new guys they got. I think they're personally ranked tenth and fifth positional wise I don't know I can't throw out who was what but um, the line is better and I think uh, Le'Veon is going to get a little bit of chance to get back to the style that he was known from before and Sam Darnold is 
should be back there 16 games and, you know, he could control the offense and it could be a little bit more established. Um, like everybody keeps saying, Adam Gase, that's the guy uh, to fuck this up. But uh, I think uh, Le'Veon Bell, don't be scared to take him. Frank Gore, he's an old, old guy, and he just had hamstring problems. Uh, they just had him on the injury report. So it's going to fall right back on Le'Veon Bell. You could say um, you don't want to give him all them carries, but this this team, if you look at it, what's the first guy that pops out to you is Le'Veon Bell, and he's a PPR monster. So I expect him to eat. I expect him to do his thing. And, uh, man, I have him come back. I have him one as my comeback players, man. Um, uh, right receiver, I mean, running back one, I'm I'm looking at it. I got him as my running back one in one of my leagues. I'm really high on my right receivers. Uh, but I, I, I am looking at it like, oh, man, I hope this dude shows out. I hope he does come back in that comeback season. So I, me personally, I would like him as my running back too. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you guys to go out there and get him as your running back one, but he can, he does have major upside. This Le'Veon Bell you're talking about. And he, he's saying he feels the best ever. He's dropped, what, 18 pounds, uh, looking the lightest ever since coming in the league. So, um, man, uh, he got a lot of proof. And I think he, man, he's really talented. It's just Adam Gates. Is he going to put him in position? So that, that's my take on Le'Veon. I get I get sad when I talk about Le'Veon, but I'm not going to lie because he. You know, I don't get that sad because he still got potential to do his thing. Like I said, the who's behind him, Frank Gore. Frank Gore, I'm he's had hamstring problems already. I, I get sad because I know who he is. I know how he could ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Le'Veon, man. Y'all know that was my favorite running back. I, uh, that's my guy. And I still feel like, I mean, what, the, what was that, one year ago? Uh, last year he was on just the year before that he was on Pittsburgh. So he's not that far from what the man he was before. So I think he could have a major bounce back season, especially with that revamp line. I'm not saying it's the best line, but I, I'm saying it's good enough for Le'Veon to do what he does. Go ahead, that's, just, that's just me. The floor is yours, Smoking. So the volume is going to be there. I really do believe that when it comes to Le'Veon Bell. I do believe Frank Gore is going to be a pest, though. <laughs> I feel like he's going to – Take away some touches. He's already on that injury report, Brody. <laughs> he's on the injury report every year. Bro, he's he's always I mean at this at this he's not he wasn't good last year. He was better than you think. He wasn't good, but he was still getting those touches, those right. important touches, bro. And that's what I am afraid of when it comes to the life. red zone, the red zones. That's what I'm afraid of when it comes to Adam Gase. I do not trust the situation. I like Le'Veon Bell as a running back, too, but more as a flex. I do not trust Gase. I'm honestly trying to stay away from this team. I'm sorry, Joe. You I am right. trying to stay away from this team. <laughs> but, you know, Le'Veon Bell as a running back, too, or flex, I'll, I'll take it. But I'm very worried about it because two words. That's Adam Gase, man. That's simply what it is. But, um... Go ahead and kick it off with the wide receivers, Joe. Let's yeah. go. I don't even need you to turn this one. The yeah, audible let's fuck go. <laughs> we will turn it up. And I agree. I mean, this this team is a little uh, – there's some question marks. But we got Crowder. Uh, was, you know, he's always a, a solid PPR guy. Uh, Brashard yeah. Perryman, they brought him over from Tampa Bay. Uh, had that crazy ending of the season the last yeah. five games once. You know, Godwin and Mike Evans was down. I think he kind of – earned himself a contract um, and he ended with Denzel Mims, who I'm most high about 
Uh, he's actually battling a hamstring right now, but they said he looked really, really good coming into training camp. All the coaches are raving about him. He's coming in with the vengeance. He dropped to, you know, he dropped to 59. So Damn. this dude, like, yes, the, the receivers are were absolutely loaded in this draft, but we're going to be honest. I, I, I would have taken him over. I would have taken him over any second round wide receiver besides T Higgins, uh, even Pittman Jr. To be honest with you, because you don't see a lot of guys with that. Like everyone, it's the speed. It's the speed. But yeah, he's a big dude. But he runs a four three nine. He is extremely fast. So this is the one guy I will rave about for fantasy. The Jets are way too questionable and dysfunctional to go ahead and draft these guys. But you're gonna get him late, and I am, I'm all for you know snagging him up. Crowder's the safest option, but even in our I mean, I like Crowder too, PPR, but I took Mims over Crowder just because of the upside. Um, you know, if, if I'm not drafting them to be my starter, I want to go and try to get the guy with the best upside. Gotcha. You, I you think know, over, even over T. Higgins in that second round of draftees, I still I still think uh, Mims, Mims deserves that. You know what I'm saying? For they sure. Don't have, they don't have A.J. Green or Tyler Boyd and things like that. So I'm definitely going Mims, bro. But that's a good call. Yeah, absolutely. And he he's wearing 11 because 11 teams passed on him in the second round, too. So, you know, he's pissed off. And I, I, I love the – and he handled it in a professional way, not like, like Josh Rosen. He was thankful that he was drafted to the Jets. He wants to go to work, but he wants to prove everyone wrong. So. Real quick, real quick. What do you say about Philly, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to comment on that, but <laughs> – What do you say? What do you say? So he said, uh, "Hey, dirty." Uh, but they passed up on him. He said it's a dirty ass city and shit. He wasn't. He wasn't trying to fuck with Philly, man. And I ain't trying to go over there anyway, man. Dirty as hell. He just said it so like quiet too, and like nonchalant. It's not like he was like being a jerk. He's just like, yeah, I don't want to go there anyway. Like, it's a dirty ass city. <laughs> <laughs> going, who's up next with the wide receivers here? Renegade. All right. Um, I like Jamison Crowder now. Um. Uh, I heard reports of uh, Denzel Mims. He might miss the first week. Uh, he's uh, Crowder's a PPR monster as well. So uh, he gets fed a lot, and uh, we've seen a huge game. I don't know, what was it, like 16, 17 targets he had in one game? Uh, so, I mean, he could get targets. Uh, Denzel Mims, I like him a lot too. He's a good rookie. Once he does get clear of that injury, I, I think he'll be straight. He'll go in there and make an impact quick. Uh, I'll take him later rounds. Um, I'm not too scared. Pyramid, I, I'm not too sure of. Uh, he's like a another injury guy as well, so he got to prove himself. He got to do his thing. Um, a lot of these, uh, all three of these guys are later round guys for me in fantasy football. There's no, no guy I'm gonna fly out in the early rounds. Uh, Jameson Crowder is the one that I like it just for like a redraft league. If I'm going, um, what is it, a dynasty, dynasty league. I'm sorry, guys. Dynasty league, I'm taking Denzel Mims. None of you guys threw me out there. Uh, help me out. You know what I'm saying? Dynasty league, I'm taking Denzel Mims, but Jameson Crowder this year uh, redraft. Pyramid, I'm going to help sure. you because I, I don't understand that crazy man of yours sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's redraft or a dynasty. It's one of the two. Yeah, I was completely lost on where you're. Yeah, you're, who's up? Who's up? All right, all who's right. Next? Who's up next? You guys are assholes. <laughs> now you sweetness or is it me? It's me. I think a lot of people like to go, you know, the safe way with Crowder, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, T 
TUTJ on this one. You know what I'm saying? That's I don't different. think none of these guys are safe. Short for turn up the Jets. No, exactly. That's why oh. I said people like to go or think they're going with the safe one as far as Jamison Crowder, but they're also spending some capital on there. And um, as far as the next two, Denzel Mims is the way I'm going. Ever since uh, the wide receivers came out, the known ones like Jerry Judy, fucking Henry Ruggs, all these guys, um, after that tier, I guess you could say, that was ranked, you know, to be drafted or whatnot, then you start looking at the guys after. So Denzel Mims was in that category somewhere. somewhere. So he goes to the Jets, and you start watching video on these guys, and he fucking pops out because he's a fucking athlete. He makes himself known. He's got hella swag on the field. And um, he comes from a, a football family. I think his father and his brother all played ball, too. So I really, really believe in that shit. I played ball, too. So if my dad was a baller, I probably would have made it pro. But that's neither, I don't think nor, so. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Denzel, <laughs> Denzel Mims is the one to go with here, man. In my eyes, he's also the most talented in my eyes. Jamison Crowder is the most experienced. He's got experience running, you know, out of the fucking slot and doing Man, he's PPR nasty, man. I'm not going to lie. I was going to say, I, I, I think I, I got next, right? Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead. Run with it. Hey, but Denzel Mims is my guy out of the wide receiver. I'm going with Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder, he's, he's already proven. Jamison Crowder is already proven. You, he's you. got the rapport with Sam Darnold already. You don't got to worry about the whole training camp thing. You don't got to worry about how it's been limited because there's the, 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 the connections already there. I think Crowder is the target. Crowder is the guy I would go after, especially if you guys went running back heavy to begin the drafts. Crowder is that guy. He is the target. Perriman is nice. He did nice things in Tampa. But a Jameis Winston, who we all know, you know, he, he threw some nice yardage, some nice touchdowns, but he threw a lot of picks as well. So Perriman still was able to come through for a lot of guys towards the end of the year. Denzel Mims, a rookie, going through a hamstring injury, I think you guys said earlier. I don't feel too confident about that. I'm saying Crowder in this wide receiver core. Let's talk about the tight end, Chris Herndon, though, Joe. What's up with him? Yeah, I feel like it's it's just like all these tight ends are the same. It's all late-round value. Herndon's another one here. Um, I do If I have to take the, the best tight end in the AFCs, I'd say is Gasicki, but I put Herndon – second just because he balled out his his rookie year um and Donald loves his tight ends he was actually you know one of the better quarterbacks when targeting that position a year ago so he loves his tight ends Hurden's going to get the volume I wouldn't be surprised if he was top three in terms of receiving yards if he stays healthy that's a big if but I'm I'm not going to go draft him I already said the only guy I'm really drafting here is Mims um I'm not mad if, you know, Hurden is there late. You need a second tight end. It's like the same thing with Gesicki, um, maybe even Dawson Knox, not as much. But Gesicki and Hurden, if I had, like, Noah Fant, I'd be okay to, to take a risk on on Hurden too. But he broke my heart last year, so I'm staying away from him. Uh, I'll jump with him, man. I'm really not on him. He was supposed to be the man last year. He was Not the man, but he was supposed to be jumping on people's radars last year. He got hurt. Um, I'm staying away from him too. It's a couple, it's 12 tight ends that I'll take over him. And he, he really didn't cross my eyes until, you know, we did this show. And <laughs> honestly, I forgot about him as well. And, uh, fornicator bring him up to me and I was like, Oh shit, I forgot about that guy. So, Hey man, you, is, forgot, you forgot about him. Yeah, I definitely they, forgot they, about they him. They to his face, bro. 
Uh, I definitely yeah. will. I'm like, I forgot about you, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just to be honest, um, you know, he's not relevant fantasy football-wise. Uh, all due respect in real football world, though. Fantasy football-wise, yeah. my guy I ain't fucking with you. For sure. Sweetness. Yeah. Um, if you need to in a deeper league or deeper position wise, however you want to put it, uh, he's a he's a hell of an athlete on a team that's gonna have to throw the ball as well. So I'll take him over Knox. Yeah, over yeah, Knox for sure. I mean, you don't know which which you don't need you didn't you never knew who each one of them was. So you know what I'm saying. So I you, know her. I I remember her name from last who year. Who are you? To... That's my question. Who are you? <laughs> That's, hey, according, according, to, hey, according to sweetness he followed him in college like every other player no I, no, I don't know where the fuck he came from honestly <laughs> yeah, my, my, my NCAA knowledge is fucking you up but let me go and talk about Chris Herndon man off of rest day now Chris Herndon is, is a, he's a fucking athlete bro if he can stay healthy I don't know exactly what his injuries are how serious they are if they're lingering you know but if he can't stay healthy then I'm not fucking with him but I wouldn't mind taking, like, you know, like, turn up the jet set, a guy like fucking Noah Fant with this guy on the back end for a plug-and-play or depending on matchups, plug-and-play, shit like that. So the run, the tight ends run out quickly, you know what I'm saying, towards the back end. So Chris Herndon's always somebody you got to keep in mind because he is their starting guy, and they do have to throw the ball. Well, um, I think Brashard Perriman came out of fucking camp today and was talking about fucking Sam Darnold was whipping that ball. He's like, that shit got a different feeling when it's hitting our hands and shit. And that's fucking coming from one of them. He's, he's back to full strength. That I was saying to the mono shit, like, we all like to laugh at it, but, like, honestly, that's that shit that drains you and you're not full full of strength. That's something that I read up on. I really, mono something that I laugh at, like, what the fuck? But I really read up on it. Uh, you it live like, that life. I mean, no, I don't, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, that's definitely not me. That's sweetness. You can find him at sweetness. You can, him. <laughs> you can find him on IG, but uh, no, some real shit. That's some, when you, when you hundred percent from that, it's a different feeling. So I, I believe what sweetness said. Like oh, that comes out of camp. That's all straight off of NFL. Network. No, that, I believe, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I believe it because he's at full strength now. So it's going to be something different from that last year to this year. Definitely. He should, they should have set him out, but they were being thirsty and they put him in there because, I mean, if you look and you read upon it, he could have risked his life for that type of shit. If it was he really should have set his ass down because but, he wanted to yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, he wanted to play. Think about if that was this, uh, if last year was this year with the, uh, if he would have caught the mile uh, when the COVID happened, he would, they would have shut him the fuck down quick. Let, let me go straight oh, to the God. source, turn up the Jets. What was it really? Did they tell him to come back and play, or was he like? Because in my, in to my knowledge, he said I'm going to go back and play. Oh yeah, he he wanted to come back. He and wanted play. to come back. Okay. The Jets were very cautious about it, but he uh he finally they did went, the right thing. They did the right he, thing. He he wore like this crazy like body suit. Had it um, right. But when he played the the Cowboys, he actually played the whole season with it, and uh, yeah, they because they said one hit. I mean, that dude, his career is over if if yep. he got hit. Like that's you can make fun of it. He he was doing his thing, whatever. I don't know what the hell he was doing, but it's definitely wasn't something to mess around with. <laughs> Renegade knows last year. <laughs> no sweetness, sweetness. What you mean? Yeah, sweetness had it three times. <laughs> okay, let me say this. Let me say this before, before we get into the questions. Let me talk about Chris Turner. I believe last year, Joel, help me out here. Wasn't he in trouble for some reason at first, and that's why he was like suspended at first or something like that. Yeah, so he got suspended, and then he got injured before the season even started. 
he finally came back against the Giants and he played like the first quarter and got hurt again. And that, that was the last we ever saw, you know, all one game. Yeah. It's all conditioning. Look, Chris Herndon sure. and Allen, this guy was projected to be one of those top dogs by now. But he's put himself in a position where it's made it harder for him to succeed. Herndon is not somebody I'm targeting. I don't think anybody is. But if he was to, like, have a great year, I, I don't think none of us would be would be surprised. You know what I mean? Because he was supposed to do this. The thing is, is he's gotten himself in trouble and put himself in bad situations. He's not handling himself as far as being, you know, taking care of your body, making sure you're you're, you're still on your P's and Q's type of thing. So, I know one guy that would be surprised, a guy that didn't even know he existed anymore. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nigga that would be surprised for sure. Look, let's take it to the questions. Joe, my man's over there. No, nah, he's not my man's. Fuck him. Googly-eyed Gase. Googly-eyed Gase. Is he a good coach? Oh, gosh. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think... I'll say right now, I don't think he's as bad as we think he is, but this is not a guy I'm feeling confident moving forward, especially when you actually for once have a highly touted quarterback in Sam Darnold because even before the show, I, I said, you know, in terms of the Jets, I'm not really biased, but Sam Darnold, I really, like, I will bet the lottery that he's going to be a good quarterback. Will, will I be surprised if I'm disappointed? No, I mean, I've been disappointed for 20 years, but Adam Gase, uh, you know, I, I just – last year he made me scratch my head, but the the fact that the Jets won seven games last year is kind of amazing to me. They were one in seven. Something clicked, and what I really liked was that Darnold had a problem with the offense, and he changed the way that Darnold – like he, he made the changes accordingly to what Darnold wanted to do. So that, to me, I respect. But other than that, zero control of the locker room. This will get to our next question, too, about Jamal, too. Uh, you know, a lot of guys know he doesn't really have a lot of control. A lot of those Dolphins players, they called him out big time. They didn't like the way he acted. The Jets are very thankful that they have a guy like Greg Williams over there to kind of – I almost see him as like the head coach. Like Gates is the head coach of the offense. Williams is the head coach of the defense. But Williams has control over those guys almost as the head coach. But, no, Gates is not a good head coach. Not as bad as he – that people think he is, but there's a lot of questions over there. He, one specific game that uh, I remember right after I made a video that they got to fire Adam Gates because, <laughs> like, I was so I'm mad. pretty sure it was a couple of those. There was a few of them, but this one was, like, <laughs> it's a Cincinnati Bengals game. They lost 22-6 to against the 0-11 Bengals. They had the 32nd ranked offense uh, de- uh, defense against the run. And Sam Darnold threw the ball 40 times, and they scored six points. Damn. Bell, like, you wouldn't even think Bell was in the game. It was just – and then they were running Bilal Powell, and, like, oh, my gosh, man. Like, they no, – no. I'm going to end it with that, but I don't know. We'll see. This is oh, a big year. If he, if, if he, he doesn't – sucks, bro. Come on. <laughs> like, shout he, out to the ball 40-plus times against the – Oh, my God. He – he, that's what it is. He just makes me scratch my head and be like, who's who's that? I mean, do we do we even have to keep going on this, honestly? <laughs> yeah, I don't he's know. a fucking bum. Nobody ever yeah, says he's yeah. a good guy. He's a bum. He's a yeah, bum, bro. 
I don't get the – right. I didn't even get the hire at first. Like, Yo, I don't get why they did that. But Jamal see. Adams trade, was it a win? I do believe it was a win, and I'm not happy that they – that's how it ended. Like, the, it shouldn't have ended that way. Like, Jamal Adams was your franchise player. Like, this dude is a baller. I think he could be a Hall of Famer. Um, it, but it's uh, – for me, I mean, the way he acted – all Jets Nation hates his guts now. It's crazy how you can be like the most loved, like everyone loved Jamal and now everybody hates him just because the way he acted, he didn't handle it professionally. The Jets certainly kind of screwed up in ways too. There should have been way more communication, but the, the fact that you go and get two first round picks, a third round and Bradley that McDougal. That was Brown, a motherfucking haul, Brody. It was a lot. I was shocked almost at how much they got for him and shout out to Joe Douglas for, you know, getting all these calls. And he said, I'm not trading him unless I get what I want. He got what he want. That hey. was up to him. So, Hey, bro. Bro, shout bro. out to Pete Carroll and John Snyder over there because they get their True. motherfucking guys. They are willing to pay the price. And in some way, shape, or form, I want to say this is them admitting, we cannot pick a first-round pick if our lives depended on it. Exactly. Let us get a Jamal <laughs> Adams, who is a for-sure Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And he will be better than our first round picks that we just gave up. Yeah, you know it's, they want to. They they're here to win a Super Bowl. Like as long as Wilson's around, they could they could be contenders year in year yeah, out. So definitely. I think the move made sense for both teams. Like and yeah, I, I feel like it was a good trade. Yeah, for both sides, it made sense. I, I like McDougal a lot. And I love was, Brandon McDougal. That's a yeah, beast. He's a beast. He's been there. He's done that. He's a great veteran. He's been playing since 2013. I really like that. But, um, yeah, All right. I, I, the win. Last question, guys. Are the playoffs a possibility? Joe? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, I got them, like, you know, it could go anywhere to five and eleven, or they could go seven and nine, eight and eight. Again, I was shocked that they went seven and seven and nine last year. Excuse me. Uh, the fact that all, all that happened—they lost against the zero and seven Dolphins. They lost against the zero and eleven Bengals. They, Darnold had mono. Adam Gase is an idiot. It's just the fact that they won seven kind of surprises me. The schedule is what concerns me. But I think they, as a team, they improved. I finally think they have a GM who knows what he's doing. Yeah, and if true. he knows what he's doing, Gase is gone next year. So Because he didn't hire Adam Gase. Um, their stupid ownership hired Adam Gase. And I, I don't know why the owner who has no football background – here again, I'm raving because this organization just no, tell doesn't – Tell us, because <laughs> I, I don't know the ins and outs of all the bullshit. Yeah, they have a lot of bullshit going on. The ownership is just awful. And they didn't even have their GM to, like, talk to these coaches. Like, the owner was in the room, and then they finally hired Gates. And then the GM who was with the owner got fired after the draft. It's just like, I don't – I have no idea. There's so, some McCaskey shit going on over there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is crazy. But, like I said, I, I mean, I'm going to be optimistic just because of Darnold. But I'm not going to go ahead and say playoffs. Um I think we all agree Patriots Bills are going to be top of that division, but I, I think they could Dolphins, Bills, <laughs> yeah, and Dolphins. But <laughs> now I won't get crazy and say they're going to the playoffs. I think their schedule is too tough. Again, I think they're a year away too, especially with Darnold developing and maybe hoping that Gase will be out of the picture by then. Hopefully, 
Hopefully. How you feel, how you feel right. about the Jets in that in that situation, Brody? Do you feel like did the win that Jamal Adams trade and are the playoffs a possibility? That's me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, let me. Uh, I, I, uh, man, this trade when I seen it, I'm like, man, Jamal Adams went to the Seahawks, and then I looked at what the Jets got, and I'm like, wait. I'm like, wait, they didn't. They didn't really lose this trade. They kind of came up, and they're building for the future. I kind of like that trade that they did, and it makes them look kind of good. They don't look too good. Sorry, Joe, but that 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 trade looked that trade looked pretty nice. And um, a shout out to Seahawks though. They go and get their guys all the time. They got Clowney last year. They went and got Jamal Adams this year. Um, I don't know if they could retain Clowney. I think they moved on from him. Yeah, I but um, so. yeah, but uh. The Jets, I like what they did, man. They stocked up. They got uh, two good guys back. I think they got two uh, picks, too, as well. They got, like, yeah. four different things. Like, they they stocked up. I yeah, love what McDougal. they did. McDougal. Yeah, yeah. I love what they did. Um, the and peak. as far as playoffs, uh, this is another fuck no for me. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, – what I like to do is look over the – you know what I'm saying? I like to look over the schedule and – I'm a Le'Veon Bell owner, and, man, this this kind of disappointed me when I looked over this show. I see uh, the Bills, 49ers, the Colts, Broncos, uh, Cardinals. They're not so good on D. But then we got the Chargers, Bills, Chiefs, Patriots. Uh, that's that's kind of it's tough. tough. Uh, it is tough. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe mentioned it earlier. That, that schedule was tough as fuck. And I'm looking at it right now, and it, it definitely is tough as fuck. So I got them, man, I don't know. How, much, how many games did they win last year, Joe? Uh, they won seven games last year. Seven, so man, huh. I think it's six or seven again this year. So, no playoffs are a no go. Uh, like I said, maybe a year or two. I'm with Joe on that, man. Uh, let Adam Gase kick kick him the fuck out the door and let a, a coach come in and establish the defense. <laughs> CJ mostly is nice, and once he comes back, I think that team will be better. All right, Sweetness, Jamal Adams' trade, was it a win for the Jets, and are the playoffs a possibility? The Jamal trade was was a win for the Jets. Um, they got they got way too much. Um, they did what they had to do to trade a guy like Jamal Adams. I'm just going to start there. Because Jamal Adams, he's a guy that will get you more tackles than the, you know, than the normal safety. Uh, definitely more sacks than the regular safety. But uh, one thing he won't do is get up. Uh, Interceptions. Interceptions. He's not yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't change the game in that way. You know what I'm saying? And that's a big way for me personally. I think the interception pick six. That's that's scarier than some shit like that. Shout out Bojack. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, yeah. Shout out 39. But um, <laughs> we're gonna just keep it like that. McDougal, he um he was good with the Seahawks. So I, I can just imagine what Jamal Adams is gonna do for them. He's gonna be huge for them. You know, it's infectious when you get to play with, with good players all around you. So, um, but yeah, that was a win for the Jets. They got a lot, they got a lot and a great player in McDougal. Um, the playoffs are definitely not a possibility. Um, like that dude, uh, like Jim, shout out Jim Mora, playoffs. What the, what the fuck is playoffs, bro? There's no way, no shot. There's no, nothing, nothing at all. Seven games last year, I'm going under, bro. There's no way, like six and 10, five and 11. That's right. We love it. you, Joe. We love you, Joe. It sounds like we don't, but we do. No, I, I agree <laughs> with you guys. I, I yeah. do. I mean, I think I it's just, all over the place. Like five, I think eight right now would be their ceiling. Like eight would be like, wow, they actually won eight games. Like that, I would be surprised if they won eight. Um, but that's what I had in the beginning before all this garbage happened. 
but I'm leaning more towards under that as well. Yeah, so. CJ Mosley was a big opt out, man. I was, yeah. I was, I, I was like excited to see him with them, and then opt out. Like, what the fuck? Who's he missed that, all last year. Who's the down tackle they drafted like a year or two ago? The big boy from like Bama, Quentin Williams. Mm. He's rocking with y'all still, right? Yeah, so he was a rookie last year. He was disappointing, but he's raw and he he's battling ankle injuries, so he slimmed down this year. This is a guy say, like I was to say he's huge. He's huge. Oh, he's a big boy. Yeah, I mean he could be a guy. He like that's what they need. They need these guys to step up. If not, it could get ugly, uh, for sure, real quick. So, to me, it's kind of win-win. Like if they play good, it's like oh, it's good for Donald. But if they don't, you just get Adam Gase the hell out of there. Exactly. Um, that's let, let me let me talk about the, the trade real quick, man. I feel like Jamal Adams trade, was it a win for the Jets? And I'm gonna say no. The reason I'm gonna say no is because I think it's a win win for both sides. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like the Seahawks are gonna maximize the shit out of this Jamal Adams. Yeah, I know you were saying he's not a big interception ball hawk type of guy. But let's talk about the other shit that he does. Yes, in three years, only two interceptions. Yeah, of course. Anybody's not going to like that. Let's talk about what he's done. 273 combined tackles. 210 of those were solo. Okay? Six fumbles forced. Four fumbles recovered. 12 sacks. 25 pass deflections. 23 quarterback hits. He's a two-time pro bowler. Two-time all-pro player. Let's not – this. okay, he doesn't get those interceptions, but what he provides for that defense, and then you pair him up with the Bobby Wagner of the world. You know what I mean? That's That that dude is a top one, two, three linebacker for yeah. sure. That's why I said oh, when you get to play with great players, it's with the Seahawks in that environment with the defensive state of mind that they do. I love the trade for the Seahawks. I love the trade for the Jets for the future, too. But the future is now. The Seahawks are winning this trade right now. The Jets can win it in the long run. But for right now, the Hawks are the winners, without a doubt. Let me, let me, ask, let me ask Bears fans, let me go here real quick. When we got Khalil Mack, when we got Khalil Mack, we sent the fucking boatload to Oakland, right? Now, you told me this the other day. Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is there because of Khalil Mack. Henry Ruggs is there because of Khalil Mack. Fucking Lynn Bowden and, 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 and uh, what's the fucking other kid? The other wide receiver that got drafted. Edwards. Edwards. He's there. Brian Edwards. All those fucking guys are there because of Khalil Mack. Possibly, yeah. We st- I feel like we still won the trade. <laughs> well, it's coaching too, though. You know, if if you don't put the players in the right position, you're not going to succeed. If you have a Brian Erlacher and you don't let him be aggressive and you play him back, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to maximize the best out of his skill set. So and now we're going we're gonna to dive in too much because then we're going to start you know talking what? about. Yo, how, yo, we, how about this? Way better with Fangio oh, than we were with the fucking, uh, what's his name? Hey, this was a good ass motherfucking episode. First and foremost, let's close this shit out real quick, man. Because we've been running for a long ass time. We might have to cut this up into two parts, but that's all good. Shout out to homie Joe, turn up the Jets. Let everybody know out there, Bears, Brewers, and the Bros Nation, let them know where they can find you, where to follow you, and all that stuff. Turn them up. Hell yeah. First of all, uh, thank you to the Bros for getting me on here. Uh, we definitely we turned it up. 
tonight yes, for sir. sure. We turned it all the way up, so it, it was an awesome show and an honor to be here. Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Turn up the Jets. Also, go give my podcast a follow. We'll be getting content sooner rather than later. And uh, also, as well, the Ryan Show Sports. Uh, I'm over there writing articles, making videos for them about the Jets. So, and I'm gonna be very active in the fantasy community as well. So, I can't wait for that the Smoky Bogey Invitational to get going as well. Oh, we can't wait for that. Go follow that man. Yes, sir. I'll be posting a lot of updates for that. So, can't wait. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get you back on. You already know throughout the season, and we got to give an update on the SBI. We ran a little bit long today. We would have touched on the trade, but there was a trade. Renegade and, and Joel from Turn Up the Jets, long story short, they are best friends now. Renegade got yeah. over. <laughs> Joel got Zach Ertz in a, in a package trade. But, yeah, we, we're not going to get into it too much tonight. But, hey, at the end of the day, the fantasy community, big shout-out to everybody. Hard to start. Um, you know, Steamboat from GMM, Bogard, Robbie Rumboys, you know, Limelight, of course. Plus. You know, and everybody else in the league, you know, if I forgot you, my bad. But this is Smoking Jay for Fantasy Renegade, Fantasy Sweetness. The Ooh, we coming for your ass. Go turn up the Jets. We want all the smoke. The next one. Appreciate you guys. Subscribe. Much love. Peace to the universe. Yeah, Until the next one. Bear down.